Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. There is a saying that you don't stop playing when you grow old, but rather you grow old when you stop playing. Iconic Life is an adventure-driven company that seeks to embrace life to the fullest and to never stop playing. Check out their natural hemp CBD products that help those that believe in that philosophy. Check out Iconic.com. Spelled I-K-A-N-I-K. Again, Iconic.com. Or on their Instagram at Iconic Life. Bonsai balls! They only use real Asahi, not like all those other imitators using sorbet full of sugar. Yuck! They also get their honey from a and bee pollen from a bee farm. Healthy and delicious. No processed honey. What also makes them amazing is that they roast and make their own peanut butter. Damn! They've got seven locations and download the Bonsai Bowl app to skip the line. Skip the line. Order ahead. Bonsai Bowl. Healthy, delicious. Ashland. Hard seltzer. Crafted in San Diego. It's an adult beverage built for all walks of life. Bro, you've had it. I've had it. It's delicious. It is so good. It's refreshing. Only 100 calories. All organic. No sugar. Also gluten-free with 0.0 carbs. Hashtag enjoy cold Ashland hard seltzer. Also supported by Octopus, the massive corporate juggernaut. Octopus, making stuff for people who actually surf. Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. This week's guest... It's a doozy. This is epic. And aunts and uncles. Right? We <laughs> yeah. got aunts and uncles in there too. One of the most respect, respected. Oh, uh, they go under the family. Whoa, dude. I'm trying to do my intro. Oh, I'll, sorry. I like this. You gotta have like <laughs> there's gotta be a guy that's hey, like up on the totem pole this, and the, you know this, what I mean? This, this, Someone's trying to climb up hey, that totem pole. We're talking about respect, godfather over here of yeah. OG reps, yep. over 30 year plus of sales. Marketing under his belt. And no, we're not talking about Bobby Lockhart. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's that? Who Dude. is that? <laughs> highly skilled. Just kidding, Bobby. Highly Come skilled, on. Highly skilled. Bobby's my guy. Yeah. In <laughs> retail and sales and brand building and everything. And if you're an emerging brand, you want this guy. If you're an established, well-known brand, you want this guy. Yeah. And if you're a surf shop or any shop or skate shop or snow shop, you want to work with this guy. Yeah. That's that's the rumor on the street. Yeah. <laughs> that's humbling. And he's worked with all kinds of brands, a lot of A-list brands. And I'm on almost too many to the name, but like 
at these. Hey, we only have two hours. Yes. <laughs> America. <laughs> 32. It. Nixon watches Salt Optics. SP back in the day. Sessions, Dragon Girl, Chocolate Four Star with Kai. Look, 5150 Snowboards, Rascal Clat. GoPro <laughs> and what else? Holy crap! I don't. I don't even know. The list goes. Uh, on. It, go, it goes Loose, on. Loose diamond. Now we're Theragun. You, I, I, I wasn't. You were rattling them off pretty quick there. I so. was trying to. There's too many. To, uh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll recap. give everybody a shout out. All right, especially the ones you still do now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably done more sales than any rep in the game. Whoa! More sales, and that's. I would probably yeah. You and Lockie are probably in Laurent. The Paul Laurent, <laughs> but he's got like unfair advantage I, with I know. Having there, to, he practically had. There was a lot of containers of Osiris shoes going out for a little while too. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, for he, sure. But pound for pound, pound for pound, <laughs> territory for territory, dirt for dirt, dirt for dirt. The clash hey, of the titans right here. This guy but, co-created the H two O. Oh my surf. god. And snowboard winter classic. Yep, that and was vibe. That was right. Fun. That had a Huge. really good run. Huge. I mean, he puts on a gathering with the show for retailers and brands to get together, hammer out pre books, and when's that coming back? We need that. Let's do this. Yeah, people hit up. Keith was like, getting hit up. Are we bringing this thing back? What are yeah. we doing? Are we going COVID? Is it a Zoom meeting now? How are we COVID. doing this? And then now him and his wife, Deanna, are on to uh, a, a created a brand called Range Essential, yep. which is a natural oil base blend Yep. for those that are looking for an alternative to RX, you know, medicine, pills, yeah, or, you know, whatever else people are popping to take care of the pain and inflammation. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. For sure. And, and uh, I've been, that. Yeah. I've, I can attest. Yeah. I've definitely. Yeah. It's, a, it's it. literally a game changer. Yeah. Game changer. I mean, yeah. 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 And he's our friend, he's our colleague, and he's one of the coolest cats. And we have the utmost respect for. We welcome William, Bill, BK, Team BK. What do you want to go? Well, Keller. Hey. All of the above. The master of disaster of sales. Woo! I'm, I'm oh. super humbled and. Bill Keller! Yeah. Hey, man. I'm stoked to be here you guys yeah hey thanks for making the journey yeah yeah <laughs> three doors <I>, down <laughs> if people had a, if you had a video i'm i'm still wearing my slippers from this morning right uh, I yeah got out of bed and had a had a board meeting with gt from super 73 we paddled out at maghurst got a couple waves and went over to jan's had some lunch and talked biz and i didn't even list them on the 20 nine brands you were working with <laughs> it's because you're pissed at them yeah. over the years right <laughs> there's my bike yeah right exactly there's our bikes it's on the container out there uh, well sorry, sorry gt yeah now, now yeah everyone's coming out. we love you garrett we love super 73 we can't wait to ride one someday <laughs> <laughs> i got one in the garage we can we can take it for a spin right all right, all right. yeah no I, I mean man i feel so humbled and blessed to just be sitting here today, you Thank know what you. I mean. Not, yeah. not to mention with just two amazing human beings, friends, and guys that I look up to as well. And you know, Jay being like an incredible surfer. That hear that, Lyndon? Shows not about Jay Larson. Hear that? Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> no, just you know what I mean. Just it's it's just cool, man. And and yeah, Lyndon and, and myself, we go way back. Way we just like, I mean, we used to time each other in heats. We'd like you sparring know, partner. Yeah. We'd the spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. 
Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We were sparring partners, so we go, I was like, pretty awesome, man. It's yeah. cool. Just and see what Inland you guys... Kooks. <laughs> yeah. Right here, brother. There you are. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah you well, yeah, you. Yeah, no. <laughs> well, if I sat on the fence in my backyard as a kid, my right leg would be in Long Beach. Yeah. So, beach, right? Yeah. So, that's not... Yeah. That's the beach. That's right. Exactly. And the other side is Lakewood. So, <laughs> Lakewood's got some history in our There's in a lot of world. good Lakewood surfers. Yeah. Mark Reeder. Yeah, Reeder. You got yeah. Uh, yeah. Todd Roberts. It should Todd be a... Roberts. Todd lived right down the street from me. He had a... Had a a full pipe. We used to like when we were kids. Wow. My dad actually, we had a quarter pipe. My dad put casters on on the bottom, and we would push that thing from my house. Todd used to live down there's this park, Mayfair Park. And he kind of lived behind that, but we would push my ramp into these like little alleyways, and then we would like pull each other in on skateboards. It had like three foot of vert on. It was like ten feet, and then we had like Eddie Fiola lived in Bellflower, and he was like the BMX, BMX just gnarly like dude. Yeah. super gnarly. This other guy, Tony, gosh, I can't think of his last name now. But yeah, we would like take that thing, and all the kids would be on BMX and skateboards. Tore it and, in, man, tore it up. So, yeah. so start at the beginning. You you grew up in Lakewood, Long Beach. Yeah. So how, born how, in 1967. So yeah, uh, Lakewood, Lakewood. Actually, I was in. My parents lived in a trailer. I think they had a trailer home when they first had me and then they bought their first house and in, in lakewood i think they bought it for like nine grand or something like that <laughs> insane right it's called so, inflation so, yeah insane so yeah so we um yeah i grew up grew up in lakewood and really kind of i guess i mean i was like more you know traditional sports it was just like baseball basketball football all that kind of stuff until my next door neighbor he was like this hippie and I can I remember I'd look out my bedroom window and he had one of those lava lamps. Had, <laughs> you remember those, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Little bubble he, he had the red lava lamp and then he had the all the posters in his room that were like the remember the black velvet posters, but yeah. they had the glow in the dark type stuff. Elvis and Yeah, and his room was all that kind of stuff, right? It was just like yep. it was wild. And I used to like look in there and just go, This dude's kinda gnarly, right? <laughs> and like and I remember he threw this huge party next to our house this one night. And they're playing, I can hear 
Led Zeppelin going, and I didn't even know like really what led. I was like, just a grom, right? Yeah. And Zeppelin's playing all of a sudden, and I hear helicopters coming. Devil's in, music is and, playing next door. Yeah, my mom and dad are like, ah, oh, these kids next door. You know, this he's crazy, and and I I remember he was and he, he was wild man, Jesse France, Jeff, and uh, Jesse Jesse? Jesse France, and he would he was a ripping skateboarder and surfer, and he would like he skated all the bowls, he would skate pools, and so was he renting it with a couple buddies? Or? No, he lived there with his parents, and oh. um, they were pretty like pre-lax you know what i mean and in the back he actually he would grow weed back there and i'm telling you like these these plants and i'm not you know you guys know me yeah i'm that it's that's not my my world but he had these plants that were literally as tall as yeah our garage they were like yeah 15 literally 15 feet high yeah and i remember as a kid i didn't know what it was you know what i mean but so he was so he was just a very interesting you guys lived there before them and they moved um, in, or was no, it no, like... no, same. I think they might have been there the same time as my folks. Yeah, because I've been there since I was just a little kid. You know what I mean? Yo, get off the fence. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the now, game, mom, but... dad, I kicked the ball over the fence again. I'm, I'm going over. Yeah, they right. These, they got these weird plants uh, over there, Dad. What is that? Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it was. Like, Don't be going over there. It was crazy. So he he was like this. Uh, it was just interesting. You know what I mean? He was into all the like. Basically, the surfing and the skateboard and that yeah. kind of alternative lifestyle, right? And you know, and I'm suiting up to go to Little League and this and that and yeah. all those kind of things. And he would be going surfing, and and I remember the first time I I saw one of his surfboards and it was like this pintail red, like just looked like a Jerry Lopez type board, right? Yeah. Single fin. And I remember him spraying the spraying it down. And I remember seeing the beads of water just dripping off the wax, and I was like, I can still see it literally. Wow. And I'm just like, man that's cool you know what i mean yeah. and i was just yeah. like and i remember he broke his i think he broke his ankle or something and he was out in the front yard and he had his wheelchair and it had the leopard skin he'd put leopard skin all on it and he's doing wheelies in his wheelchair out in the front yard <laughs> and i was super into riding bikes right so we'd make these little wedge ramps and jump them and do all this stuff and he's kind of the guy that kind of got me sparked to want to start skateboarding because skateboarding was kind of like you know i couldn't get to the beach and yeah. i'm in lakewood and my parents they didn't have much and and so it was like, so we just started skating. Yeah. And then skating turned into... How old was he compared to you? Uh, Jesse's probably in his mid, early 60s, I guess. He's probably in his mid 60s now. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so, so he's like five years 10, older, 10, 10, years older. 10 years older than me. Yeah, yeah. quite a bit. That's so somebody that you're like looking up to. Yeah, I was tripping on the guy. Yeah. You're like, I was just a little kid. And I'm yeah. just like, I was kind of scared of him. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. oh, he had... Long blonde hair, bleach blonde, just like you yeah. see the Dogtown videos, all that. Yeah. I mean, that's like, yeah. And he yeah. was even like a little, you know, kind of even before that a little bit. That's so, right. Yeah, it was cool huh. in Lakewood. Yeah, and that and was you, my next door neighbor. Did you ask him a bunch of questions about surfing and stuff, or he just kind no, of just he was he like was a, so much older than yeah. me that I kind of didn't. Yeah. And then there was another kid down the street, this kid Paul Colangelo, and he was pretty wild too. And uh, and he got he was into surfing. And he's, he's the guy that took me surfing for the first time. Straight to Seal? Yeah. No, we went down to uh, Tin Can Beach. Wow. Bolsa Chica was called Tin Can Beach yeah. at the time. And it was like, and that's when you go down PCH and the ice plant was like, you'd have to run across the ice plant to get oh, down yeah. to the beach. You know yeah. what I mean? You would park on PCH. Yeah, you parked on PCH. Yeah. And then you hope you don't step on any glass as you're going across the ice, you know, the for ice sure. plant making your way down there. So you, you were skateboarder first. BMX really was BMX, okay. kind of the thing. I, I was like super into it. There was um, Paramount Skate um, Skate Park, Skate Park, and then there was uh, you know Lakewood had a skate park as mm-hmm. well. 
And uh, yeah, no, I my first bike, my parents got me a Schwinn Stingray when I was like a little kid, right? With the banana seat? I was just going to say, Dude, yeah. they still have it in their attic? I think <laughs> oh, those no things way. are worth some money, too. Dude, definitely. Yeah. Did, things just they have yeah, the, polish the, that sucker off. Did it have the, the little shock yeah. uh, gooseneck yeah, thing totally. or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, and the banana seat yeah. and all that kind of stuff. That was my first bike. And then... I went down to the bike store and like, and I saw the guys working on bikes and I'm like, you know, kind of started getting more into it. And then I remember I got a stroker. I don't know if you remember those. Those were like these like square frame. They weigh like a thousand pounds, but it was like a super cool bike. And then when I met this Tony kid down the street, he was like a sponsored BMX guy. And he had this quarter pipe in his driveway and we would like, he would hit that thing. He's doing pogos off of his parents, like roof back into the thing. And I'm like, okay, this is killer. Yeah. And so then I ended up getting like a Kuohara and I would just like tear the bike apart and put it back together. And, and people that are into BMX were into like skateboarding too. You know what I mean? That was kind of when like Sims pure juice just to come out and yeah. like, you know, skateboarding was getting like a little bit, you could actually, it was like sidewalk surfing. Yeah. But BMX, because there was not as much buildup around here, I, I grew up here in Huntington and there was empty lots everywhere. So it didn't take much to build your own little like yeah. track or jumps or course, yeah, you know, on. like, it, you know, versus trying to find a place to like skate, you know, yeah, for like, sure. You know, you didn't have to travel far. And that's like by us, we had a, um, there was like a green belt under these power lines and it was right off like South and Lakewood. There was like a Bob's big boy and you'd go down and, and we dug out and we had all these berms and pump track and the yeah. whole deal was so much fun. Yeah, there's a couple of good good jumps over at Brethren and uh, Gess, oh. Gessler. Right are there. there now? Yeah. That's cool. The kids are like hitting some jumps over there. That's like know. even when we were remodeling, <laughs> we were doing the house and the back was just like dirt. And I built a track back there and a buddy of mine was working at GT Bikes and he was, and I'm like, I got to get a bike. Billy was like kind of getting into stuff, yeah. you know? So we go to Sheep Hills and I'm just like. Oh yeah, and he's heard about all my stories of variety. He's like, "Come on, Dad, let's go hit it." You know, I go down there and proceed to break two ribs. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah! Oh, like first time out there, dude. I'm just like trying to do a little tabletop over the jump, and I'm like, "Watch this!" Completely son. like exactly. And there's all these little kids, and they're looking at me like, "Whoa, that guy just got broke off." I'm like, "Great." All right, so go so back. Go Sorry, back yeah. You you um, you're you're yeah. in the BMX. Your neighbor was. A radical throwback 70s, yeah, long haired, probably 18 year old, 19 year old dude. Yep, did you ever go surfing with that guy? I never did, never did, never did. He was too much old, he was way older than me. And yeah, I ended up going to Sky Paul. Uh-huh. I was like, my mom saw so growing up, she would drop me off at uh Mayfair Park, they had a pool there, and I would get swimming lessons since I was a little kid. And she would take me to Norwalk. There was another pool there that we used to go. And so I was into like jumping off the high dives and doing all that. And I loved the water. And so all the lifeguards there, they all surfed. Wow. And which was interesting, you know what I mean? I the one guy had a VW Bug and everything. And they're they all really cool. And I was there all day, every day in the summertime. Because they would send me there. And, you know, I'd get lessons and everything. And I'd ride my bike back to the house. And, um, and I can't remember. I think we talked about it the other day. There was a guy. He's a fireman now, and he lived right. Tommy, right? Was his name Tommy? Gosh, I can't. Todd Roberts' friend, right? Yes. Yeah. 
I'm so bummed if he hears this and does. I feel terrible right now because he's sure such a he good guy. Tom something because I thought about that and I'm like, God, I think it's Tom. He had a skate ramp in his backyard. There was another guy that had a had a ramp in his right across the street. So there was a lot of skateboarding going on there. Yeah. So we, we all skated and there was like multiple ramps. I had one and a bunch of people did. Yeah. But um, what board did you have? What skate? What Lester, Lester Kasoy was my Lester Kasoy. That's one. If I look Lester back, Kasai, not Christian Kasoy. Kasai, yeah, yeah. Kasai, 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 there you go, yeah. Get it right, bro. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? I know Lester Kasai. Right? This guy over here. There you go. <laughs> the encyclopedia of... That was like, but that was like my yeah. favorite board. But I, mem- I remember like, because... That was Sims? Gosh, man. Lester Kasai Sims? Not... I think so. Yeah, I think it was yeah. actually. I'm trying to remember the actual graphic on it and everything. It was like green and white. Yeah, right? it was green. It, you're dating yourself. Sure don't green. think you're killing it over here, like calling it out. I don't care, dude. Yeah, you old fart. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I looked up to those guys. Uh, <laughs> dude, we would go, there's all these spots in Lakewood. We'd go to the post office and we would take like parking blocks and like line them up and we just be back there doing slappies and ho-hos yeah and, yeah you know what i mean just having a good Hand time plants yeah oh yeah exactly yeah. street plants i guess street right plants, not yeah. a proper like hand plant yeah. on, on transition but yeah yeah whatever yeah so then so then uh was it the lifeguards that okay yeah yeah okay. so yeah so i'm there and i'm like and i get to where i'm you know i'm like man i want to work here one day so I kind of got to know everybody because I was hanging out there all the time. And when I was old enough, I that was like one of my, well, before that was a paper boy. Yeah, then we I, were. Then I had. Yeah, we were. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Paper boy. Dude, for sure. After being a paper boy, I, I had my own lawn mowing route. Wow. So I actually like, my dad would let me take the lawn mower and then I would like pull it behind my bike. And I had like, yeah. I think I had like five or six people in our neighborhood. And this one little old lady, she would give me a hundred dollar tip at Christmas every year. Which Dang. back then, a hundred bucks Bush. is like huge, so gnarly. That's and gnarly. I was all into like baseball cards, so I would take that and we'd go to the baseball card convention. That would happen like once a year up in LA. I get like cards up there, like was, yeah, pretty cool. Crazy, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's just like thinking Little back on all that stuff. Liquid. Yeah, <clears throat> and her house backed up to that green belt that I was telling you about. So she used to let me and all my friends go through her yard to get back there to make the track for the BMX course. Nice. Yeah, so she's like, oh, these are nice boys, you know what I mean? So yeah. we go back there and do all that. She loved it. She yeah. would watch us riding and... Keeping kids cool. out of trouble. She's like, yeah. dude, these kids aren't, you know... Like, exactly. Go go, go outside. You were outside. That, there was no electronics back then. No, you know? for you, sure. Yeah. For sure. As so, soon as the sun came out, you would mm-hmm. be outside. Yeah. And you wouldn't come home until the street lights came on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No check, no parents check in. No. Just be like, we'll see you at dark. Yeah. So like I would we would go to the beach, our family would, you know what I mean? And we'd take down I had like a stinking what were those uh wetsuits with the little beaver tail? Beaver tail in it and everything. <laughs> I think we bought them from FedCal. I don't know if you remember FedCal and FedMart. Yeah, yeah it was a FedMart. Fed Co, Fed, yeah, FedCo. Yeah. That's what yeah. it was, FedCo. They would send out the 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 books, the Christmas yeah. like shopping books. That, yep. Yeah. And I remember my parents, they got me a wetsuit and they got me a, a boogie board, you know, whatever. I don't even know if it was a boogie board, whatever, it was something. Just su- summer weekends, like they yeah. just enjoyed the beach. And we and... would just go, yeah. And, and my dad, we had a boat. So all growing up, my dad had this little 20 foot cabin cruiser and we'd go deep sea fishing. So nice. we'd go out of Long Beach, out of the marina and like we'd go out to, you know, Catalina and go up to 
Palos Verdes and stuff. So I, I love the beach. I yeah. just love going down to the ocean, you know? <clears throat> and um, so fast forward, I, I ended up trying out and getting a job as a lifeguard. At what age? 15, Six, I, right when I turned 16. Yeah. And that was good paying, right? Yeah, it was Compared great. To like yeah. working at a... I think starting off, I was making like 285 an hour. Yeah. Which was like... Pretty big. Really good. Yeah. So, <laughs> isn't that insane? You hear that, kids? Isn't that insane, hear that, kids? Good? Yeah. Because, I mean, at that age, and, and back then, it was like liquor stores you'd work yep. at, you know, burgers, like flipping burgers, oh, yeah. or working at the supermarket. But, I mean, a lifeguard? That's yeah. a cool job. That was a cool job. Yeah. It was a really cool job. And so, the other lifeguards were into surfing. And so, and they had like... <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> Commercial break. Um, yeah, so it was it was pretty classic. Like we would we would get up. I would get up at like literally like four thirty in the morning, and we would go surf, and then drive back to start giving swimming lessons at nine o'clock. Wow! Because swimming lessons would start at nine. So, so you're talking like get up at five, get into the water oh yeah, at six. just crack it on, right? And we would get down there. I mean, the sun's bare, not even coming up; it's dark. You yeah. know what I mean? And so that's really when I got kind of sparked. And I've just always, you know, when I get into something, it's just. Do you like, remember your first board? I don't. Wow. I don't even remember what it was. Um, no, it was. I don't even know. Probably just borrowed one from one of the lifeguards. You know what yeah. I mean? They probably had boards. I mean. Yeah, you, you know, it's either you find one at a garage sale, yeah. you know, you, you borrow a hand-me-down that somebody dishes you or, or you, you know, eventually get one at a shop, but you know, exactly. it's usually shop comes later. So you're, are yeah. you 16 years old then? 15, yeah. 16 yeah, years old? Yeah, 16. Okay. So then I saved up enough money to get a car and since I had gotten into surfing and I was just, you know, and my, my next door neighbor, he had a V-dub back in the day and one of the other lifeguards had one and. My brother had a Carmen Ghia, and I was like, "You dubs are the coolest cars, <laughs> Those right?" Are I got girls' cars, the Carmen Ghias. Yeah, yeah, they are. They're cool, yeah. but they're yeah. hot. Hot chicks do have those. Yeah, right. Exactly. Then, yeah. Then it, it evolved into the Jetta. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to get the square back. That's was what I had. I wanted to have. A Lar had a square back. Yeah, oh, did you? Yeah. So sick. A crappy one though. But I ended Not up not even. <laughs> dude, that thing was legit. It was all primer. Dude, and, and I had six sound system in there. Some. Speaker. It was great like, primer though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It never had a good paint job, right? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. That's so awesome. That's pretty great. What was your license plate? HB Surfing. <laughs> so, oh, you know what? My first car, the little old lady that lived across the street, her husband passed away. And the she... The one that tipped you a hundred bucks? Or no, else? no, no. This is, this is just our neighbor. Just literally straight across the street. She sold me... His car, which was a 1967 Chevy Nova, wow. for 150 bucks. <laughs> what thing was killer? I used to race everyone that would pull up next to me in that thing. 150 dollars. Yeah. 150 bucks. Yep. No, no Is it joke. Good condition, wow. like all original. Amazing, yeah. amazing condition. Yeah, amazing. See how much that thing's worth now? Oh, dude, I don't. <laughs> Billy gets so bummed on me. He's like, "Why don't you keep your your cars back then?" It's just like, so I had that car. Had so much fun in that thing. But then I was like... So much space. Oh, dude. And it's so <laughs> so fast, Chevy too. Nova? Yeah. The, the, the benches are like... It's, it's, yeah. It's a bedroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it had the V8 in there, too. Thing was so fast, man. I would like pull up with people and just race people all the time. It was so much fun. <laughs> but then like... So I had that. And then... But I was getting into surfing and like... And I'm so like, the so no what was your first board? 
like one that you went, you know, went out bought. and bought, like actually. Come I think on, it might you have been a har- that one. No, I think it was a Harbor surfboard. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Thruster? I think it was a Harbor. Yeah, that yeah, was Thruster. Did you have air spray on it? No, it was clear. Clear? Yeah, it was just a clear, clear Harbor. Channel then, bottom? <laughs> you know what? No, Back it then, wasn't. channel bottoms No, were they like, were the thing. They were the thing, yeah. They were the thing, for sure. No, I think, I, yeah, I had, a, I had a Harbor, and then that's where I met, like, Charlie Wickwire and, and uh, you know, and Stamps and, you know, he, he was kind so, of helping. Yeah, let's go back. Where where would you guys go where, with the lifeguards? What, what surf yeah. spots? They would, usually we'd go to Bolsa Chica. Or we'd go to the cliffs. They like going to the cliffs too. Okay. Um, but then I, like, so I had that Nova and I sold it. And when I sold it, I bought, I got a VW bus. So I bought the bus for four. Which is the ultimate surfmobile. The ultimate yeah. surfmobile. <laughs> that was the coolest car to have in the high school. The coolest car, right? Yeah. So four hundred bucks. I bought this thing. It was insane. It was like blue and white. Four hundred dollars. Four hundred bucks. Dude. How much did you sell your nineteen sixty seven? Your Nova. Before. Yeah. I think I sold it for like a couple hundred bucks. So yeah. you made money. Yeah. Yeah. Sick. Sold it for a couple hundred bucks and um, yeah. So I had this V Dub and the thing was just insane, dude. We would go. My friend, all my friends are just now all of a sudden we're just we're looking like we're just these surf guys, right? Yeah. And did you have Aloha surf racks on it? I did. <laughs> yeah. Aloha, we Aloha, saw a lot of those back yeah. in the day. The baby blue like had to have those, racks right? And, exactly, yeah, those exactly. I know my first leash was a pipeline leash. I do, I do <laughs> the remember big plastic that. ones. Oh yeah, they were terrible, terrible, terrible. terrible. But you terrible. wanted pipeline because that was the coolest brand. Exactly. But the the freaking so plastic would. Hit your ankles all the time. Oh, yeah. it was gnarly. Yeah, they were heavy. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah, for they sure. Suck. I get cuts. I remember getting cuts on my ankle. Like you get wiped out pretty hard, and it would bend and scrape like the outside. There was no no neoprene back in the day. Exactly. Like, yeah, wrap around. Protect, yeah, it's basically plastic. polyester or plastic. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so with the bus, I mean, I would. I used to go to the Walmart jetties all the time. I mean, when when there was swell, you know what I mean. Seal. Yeah, so much fun. I used to just love that. This wave was so much fun, you know. Yeah. There weren't as many people that were surfing there at that time. You could just get out there and Stingray Beach. Stingray Beach, and then Northside was fun. And so, and, so going back when you first started surfing, where you were doing Bolsa, you're doing the cliffs, Seal Beach. Did you, as an inlander, get heckled by locals? You know what? I knew I wasn't good. So I was like, and I was determined to get good because like, yeah, you know, course. I'd go out there and guys were just ripping and I'm, you know, I started watching all the videos and I'm, I, you know, I've got the subscriptions to the magazines and I'm putting pictures up in my room now and I'm like, okay, I want to, I want to get good at yeah. this, you know what I mean? And I would come home, I'd get on my skateboard and I pretty much would just surf on my skateboard and yeah. I lived on Hater and this thing called Hater Alley and I remember the uh, Bones Brigade came there one time. We used to, it was our little local spot, and there was like a little bank to wall, and um, and actually like... Gotta find the wave. Oh, yeah. Concrete wave, man. And I would just hit that thing every single day, and that really helped translate to my surfing, like yeah, yeah. a lot. Yeah. Like a lot, a lot. Yeah. And so I was just like, I would go before work, after work, we would go surf at night in the lights at the pier, Huntington, like all the time. Like I surfed there like three nights a week. Yeah. I was just the frother. Especially like, if you're working and you don't have, and, and then you're like, well, the pier's packed during the day, but 
there's nobody out. There might be a couple guys. There's always a couple guys. Yeah. Out, like, yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. At night. Yeah. yeah. All the time. I yeah. don't see anybody now, but yeah. Maybe. So to to answer your point though, yeah, for sure. Like I tried to go. I remember the first time I went by the pier, and it was just like, no, nah, this ain't happening. Yeah. Dudes were ripping. It was even, super intimidating. You, know, you mentioned Wickwire, and um, those guys were dicks back then. You know, I mean, those guys were not cool to people. No foreigners. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, Charlie and freaking who was the worst? Brad Nadell was pretty bad too. Yeah. Like they would just you know with their little you know voices. Get the bag, you know. Right. Get out of here, you know. Like. Yeah, yeah. And now we we're friends with them, but back right. then. Bro, they were they were little assholes. Oh yeah, no, they were gnarly for <laughs> but sure. But what about getting you like? You know, I would go to places where there were, but where there but, wasn't anyone. You know, you're, man. you know, prior to sixteen, you're hitching rides with the older lifeguard dudes. They're you're, you're kind of at their like, you know, when wherever they're going is where you're going. You know, but once you get your own car, where you're like, I'm going to Mal. You know, you see all these oh, spots in the movies. Like, or like, you start going to for sure, like Malibu or oh, we went to Newport, Mexico. Like, yeah, I, I took the bus down to Mexico. We would surf down there, K38. We'd go down to Salspuertos, yeah. like just like the freedom. Oh, yeah. You know, like getting Out your license car. and getting that license, yeah. especially you know, just to get from A to B and work and school, whatever is one thing. But to be able to like as a surfer and be able to like. Holy crap! Now I can go up and down the coast right. and surf all these waves. I just stared at, yeah, I yeah. just stared at magazines or videos. I remember my first when I started thinking, okay, I'm getting decent now. I can get up. I'm going down the line. I'm doing some turns. I'm like feeling good. I got my first custom board was from Charlie, and I remember it was a yellow Chaz. No way. Yeah, and I remember the first with his day, label. Yep, and I remember that was the first like. No, I'm sorry. This was like. Was it Harbor then, right? It was a heart. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was. See, yeah. shit. That's right. Because yeah, fat, I'm, man, I'm like all over the place here. But like, I remember taking that board and getting my first like little what felt like a real barrel at the cliffs, and it was probably just some little head dip for like <laughs> a hot second. I probably wasn't even in the barrel. This guy for Race sure. the barrel. Get pitted. Right. <laughs> Show's not about me. Yeah. So so like I I still I can vividly still remember that. Yeah that wave on that board yeah um but yeah so i just kept like i would go to places where there wasn't anyone and i'm just yeah. like kind of like just like training training just trying to like yeah. get better get better until i could like actually like then i started kind of creeping in on the north side you know what i mean and i was like kind of would work my way in a little bit and started like i was able to like kind of hold my hold my own a little bit you know i could catch i knew if you caught a wave and you didn't do good on your first wave you're not catching another wave yeah. period it's Northside like, is probably one of the hardest places to surf. Yeah, and I think it was what Downey was out there and the guys like there that. Like mean, they were mean back in the mean day. Chris Hawk. Even, even as a little kid who was like part of the part of the crew family for sure. Yeah, they wouldn't give me shit. <laughs> yeah. They tell me to fucking beat it and get it on the inside. Like they would go 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 on the reforms with Ron, the like, no, I, I had that. There was no encouraging like. Hey, come out. Let's push yeah. you into a set. It was like, Beat get it, off bro. your shoulder and get in the inshore break. Like, get out of my way. Yeah. Like, well, I'm, it was like I went down there and you know, I, ex mixed. I experienced some of that. And, and I would go. The reason why I, I surfed there a bunch, I would get there so early. Yeah, I'd literally be the first guy in the water. And eventually, like, a bunch of people would be out there and it would get crowded. And then I just kind of worked my way down to the apartments. You know, who, who was who was? Do you remember names like in the lineup that you said? You know, down. Pat, yeah. 
Yeah, Pat was like, he was just a, a regulator out yeah. there, man. Mike, I mean, Pat, he, Mike Downey, Mike was, you know, Mike was another the long order that yep. just was catching Flapped everything. his board yeah, all the time. Did, now, now I yeah, remember he that. He would do these bunny hops and yeah. bark. Scare everybody off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I remember that. Westbrook this, and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You know? And then I, I... And then... So a good friend of mine, he got a place on 11th Street. And so I started surfing with him, Will McCallion, and then uh, Will. and then Nick and Jason Carpenter. I don't know, know if that. you knew those Nick guys. Carpenter? Yeah. Yeah. And Judah Mailer. Judah. Oh, yeah. So I started surfing with those guys. So that yeah. became kind of my crew. my crew. So we would yeah. surf like 9th Street and 11th Street. And Parmanner would be out there, you know, Bam, occasionally, yeah. Bam Bam and... Yeah, so that was like our spot, and so we just would surf there all the time, and yeah, that that was kind of where I was really like cutting my teeth. And at that time, I met uh, I met Paul Burke. Oh wow! And yeah, and and he was like my kind of like my first sponsor. sponsor. Yeah. So, so was he uh, an inland guy too, or was he Surfside? Because I know that like yeah, he's that... Long Beach. Oh, is he Long Beach? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he had a little shaping bay. Um, his shaping bay was like right off of, um, gosh, what street did he live off of? Palos Verdes, I think. Yeah, so so I started, I mean, I was just so, I, like I said, I was such a frother. I started yeah. really late. Um, I mean, my ambitions originally were to be a pro baseball player. That's what I thought I would do. And um, But then, like, man, when I found surfing, it just kind of just, it, it just kind of consumed everything, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it consumed you. It really did. Yeah. Not just it really that, did. you know, going to that feeling. It's not just, you know, riding the wave. It's, you know, we always say, you know, it's a sport, it's a lifestyle, it's a culture because you, it is. you get consumed in everything about it. Yeah. Like, you love the beach, you love the water, you love, like, and, yeah. and the surfing is just, I mean, it's the ultimate bonus of all of the things you already like. Yeah, for sure. Know? So, Paul Burke... Definitely yeah, so so food. Paul was kind of like a like my first sponsor, and then he opened up. He had a shop in Sunset Beach. Yeah, and he was like, "Hey, you want to?" Um, there was another guy working there, and he's like, "You want to come? You know, work some hours for me?" And I'm like, "Yeah, for sure, man." I'd so be hyped. So backtrack. Did you ever go? Did you ever go to Gold Coast? Do you remember that? Yeah, Chris Grazio. Chris Grazio. Absolutely. Yeah. Now he had one off of his was off of. Uh, was it Carson? Oh man, he had two of them. Right? He was on Studebaker and Carson. Carson, I think. And then there's one. There's another inland. Was it JJ? Well, it it's was uh, that, it um, was uh, Joe that Joe from, uh, from Identity. Identity. Yeah, he had one in Buena Park. And then there's another really go... one that was on. God, I can't remember now. But I bought a board from there with a a Burke with a Maui and Sons logo on it. Okay. And I thought I was the shiznit. Because oh, yeah. I had a Maui and Sons logo on my board. So yeah. awesome. <laughs> what, what, so what, like, shop, you know, talking about, like, I mean, we always embrace, like, the shops sure. that, yeah. you know, the, the experience of, you know, seeing all the cool equipment, the cool boards, oh, watch the movies, like, the sticker cabinet, like, you know, where was your, like, hang out? And, and the guys in the shop are just, like, so sparked. And back then, if you worked in a shop, you did it. You're yeah. You're, you did it. Yeah, you're cool. The dudes in the shop, you're way cool. You're way well, cool. And the guys yeah. in the shop were all, sh you know, they shredded. They yeah. were like, they were actually into it. They were surfers. They were skateboarders. Yeah. They were snowboarders. That's all been a job. But they were they jerks did though, it. too. And they were jerks, a lot of us. But there was some, you oh, know what I mean? They, oh, oh, you mean kid torture and tormenting and and just all grom, y'all grom, grom abuse? abuse? Yeah. yeah, it was bad. So, so Paul Burke, 
told you he's going to open up a shop. Yeah, so he, he had Beach. opened up the shop in Sunset Beach, and yeah, I just... Um, Were you like 17 or... No, I was a little older, I think, at this time. I had been surfing for a bit, um, and a friend of mine... Were you out of high school then? Do you remember Eric Olson? It sounds familiar. I think he does construction now. He like builds like strip malls and stuff. He's done really, really well, but um, awesome guy. And he was working, he was working there. And yeah, we ended up working together. I don't even remember exactly. It was probably right when I was like a freshman in college. Yeah. Probably, yeah, right, right about okay. that time. Cause I think I was like giving private swimming lessons on the side. Cause it was like this lady that she had this house with a, with a pool and she had a babysitting service. So she had like 20 kids. And, and you dude, would, I, I gave them all lessons, dude. It was amazing. So I'm like, yeah, it was 25 bucks a kid for an hour, and I do five kids. Wow. So I would literally work like not even four hours a week, and I was making more than most of my friends. Wow. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. Already hustling at an early age. Yeah. That was a great well, job. No wonder he's so rich. But finding a, <laughs> finding a niche, you know, that, that <laughs> niche. Like, yeah. Niche. So no wonder niche-y, he's so right? niche. Not, not rich, niche. Yeah. Found niche. A niche. I found a niche. Exactly. Yeah. So, yes. so the surf shop was at H2O then? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no, no. It wasn't H2O. It was the Burke Surf Shop. Okay. This was before Vite bought it. Um, yeah, so I was, I was working there. I didn't what, have, did, what did he have? Like boards? Yeah, it was suits. mostly hard goods and wetsuits. Yeah. Um, he didn't really have much apparel. It was, it was mostly a hard goods, like just a surf shop. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And then he, it was all just his boards. So and This was in Sunset? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So what so. part? Where? Where at, at? I'm trying to remember where. He was off of. Um, there used to be a gas station right there, and that. Well, I actually think there's a gas station there again now. 11th Street. I think he's by 11th Street. Okay. Across the street from Starbucks. You know where the uh, the wine the winery spot yeah. is now, and across there's the gas station. Yeah. yeah. He was in the the white two story building right behind that. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. So I would like. So I was there, and I was such a frother, and Paul's like a really anal guy. Um, super rad, but he was very like, and he worked, um, that wasn't his full-time. He did the shaping, he had a shop, but he also worked for, I think, Costco or some. So he was supplementing, you know. Exactly. This is the dream. For sure. But it's not paying not the paying lifestyle. The, yeah, yeah, exactly. The lifestyle I want. And so I can remember a couple times, like, the surf would be really, really good. So I would just put a sign up on the door and like, oh yeah, be back in an gone. hour. Yeah, gone for lunch. Paul shows up. <laughs> He's waiting for me when I come back, dude. He was so pissed. Like I thought he was gonna fire me right there on the spot, but he had mercy on me. He got he got me that time one time. And another time he comes walking in, and I'm sitting on one of the beach chairs in, in the in the shot. And the shot is tiny, and I'm watching surf videos like. Beyond blazing boards or something like that, right? I'm in there just. So, dude, the sticker counter needs like the. the, uh... Oh no! He walks over to a windowsill, and wipes his finger along it, and looks at me with his finger, and there's all this dust on his finger. Because he's paying you good money, like you know. He's just like, yeah. Are you kidding me right now? (laughs) (laughs) He just lit me up. You're lucky I'm not stealing that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But he's anal. Gnarly, right? So he was a great good shaper. He was a great shaper. Yeah, great shaper. His boards were so good. Couple, man. a couple guys. Yeah, definitely. You know, he was a great, great yeah. shaper. Really good. I think he might have shaped a few boards for Marty Thomas, maybe. Yeah. Um, maybe not. I'm not sure. Um, huh. 
I don't remember. But I'm I, trying to think of what pro that I remember riding his board, but yeah, he he's definitely. I've seen him in the mags. Yeah, and know? and working at that shop was really really fun, man. It was it was so cool because I ended up meeting the whole surf Surfside community, right? And um, and that's your first job outside of being a, a lifeguard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I had just odd jobs, like weird things. I you know I, this guy he would hire me to you know chip all the paint off of like windowsills and pay me pretty good. It was hard, hard labor, you know, I'd go yeah. and do all the prep work and, them, all the tape them and do all yeah. that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I did that for a while. Um, I had another one. This guy would knock down like chimneys and then I would knock all the, uh, plaster off the bricks and I would get, well, this is when I was Resell quite a bit younger. No, he would pay me 25 cents per dozen that I would do. And, uh, and I'd have to put them in a box and everything. So that was another crazy job. Yeah. But um, refurbishing and bricks was, it, it still is like, yeah real yeah oh yeah Still. <laughs> yeah yeah so doing that stuff but so working at, at the Burke shop was so awesome just met this awesome community of people down there yeah. you know and i was there like all the time and if i wasn't working there all the kids are like hey we'll put your name in the you know in the colony right so guys like christian haney and um terry and craig and jody and yeah. and uh just it was it awesome became a right? local yeah right and like I remember Hendo, he was like uh, the biggest winner. Like we used to call him, I mean, he used to come in and eat a ton of candy and stuff too. Like, <laughs> so funny, dude. Hendo's awesome. For pro life, Hendo. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, all those kids, man, they were just so awesome. And it was just, a, just, it was really cool. So that became my spot. Yeah. I surfed the hall every single day, just religiously. Like, I would, I mean, like I said, I was just a frother. I kind of still am. Yeah. But it was just like up early, go there, surf before, surf in the middle of the day. Surf, I mean, three three sessions a day, whatever, you know what I mean? It was just like get as much as you could get. So how long were you at Burke for? You know what? I don't even remember duration-wise. It was maybe a couple years. Um, it was while I was in college. And you were going to Long Beach? Long Beach State. Yeah. Yeah. What well, were you majoring in? What was your... Well, my dad was an engineer, so I'm like, well, I'll go for engineering, not knowing that why the heck would I sign up for engineering? Yeah. So I go to one engineering Were you good class. At math? No. No. Because I was just like... thinking, well, my dad's an engineer, so I'm gonna go. I guess that's what I'll do, Follow right? Footsteps. Yeah. So go there. I go to my first class, my first engineer. I'm just like, did I'm, you get I'm, good grades? Like going through? I'm, I was a decent student. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like a A student, but I was like B plus. Yeah. You know, A minus. And so, anyways, I go in there and like. Uh, I look around the class and I'm like, I don't see anyone in here that I probably have anything in common with at all. Yeah, right. Like none, right? Little did I know, Robert Schweinecke is like, you know, in math class, yeah. he's just crushing like the dude's a stinking rocket scientist. Yeah, he's but, like a rain man though. Yeah, exactly. So there's there's people like that, right? So anyways, I was just like, I can't do this. And I'm like, what do I like? Well, I love the outdoors. I love sports. I love just being around people. I'm going to be a PE teacher. Nice. So back then, I could see that, that 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 would be an ultimate job. So yeah. back then, being a PE teacher was a thing, right? Yeah. Then, by the time it took me so long in college because I was trying to surf so much that I would build my schedule around surfing. Surfing, right? Yeah, you weren't taking the full credits per no. you know semester. You're like you're milking yeah. it, dude. Milking I was it. milking it so hard, yeah. right? So um, keeping the parents happy, stringing along, living the dream, surfing a lot. Exactly. Happy. Exactly. So doing that. <laughs> Uh, working for Paul, and then uh, I met Dave Lester. He was the rep for Rip yes. Curl. Dave Lester. And so Dave hooked me up with suits. And so that was my 
So yeah, so what reps? Sorry to interrupt, but what reps were coming through? Because you were just doing hard goods and Dave Lester, and maybe a couple of accessories like Dave, and then um, oh gosh, what's that? Don movie? Don Craig, Don Craig, Don Craig, love that guy. He is such an amazing. Paul Evans. Paul Evans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Paul. Dude, that guy tortured me like no oh, other. That mean guy. Yeah, he was so mean. <laughs> he he was the Chuck Dent regulator. Like, oh, yeah. that's where he hung out, and he just abused us He's all. like a thick, big Dan Horgan. Dude, he right? was. Paul was cool. Yes. I like Paul. He, he, <laughs> he was awesome. He was, he a, was gnarly. He, he was, was the gnarly. first guy. Like, we, you know, we hung out a bunch of shops. Carl Hayward and Ballister yeah. and Robert August, of course, and, like, you know, Chuck Dent. When it, you know, we were just rats on Main Street. And that guy was, like, the biggest intimidating dick. Remember? Ever. Oh, yeah. And he was... Killing it as a rep, yeah. doing Larry Block or whatever else. Yeah, yeah. he did track talk. Yeah, he, he did, did a like, bunch of stuff. And, yeah, and he was coming in with boatloads of bills. So you oh, talk yeah. about track talk. <laughs> Gary Ward was the other person that would come in. Yeah, nice. So, so Gary hooked Can me I, up. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, go one ahead. last thing about Paul Evans. <laughs> he was so kind of like such a bully and like mean dude. I think when he got fired or got let go from those companies, he started his own brands. Remember what they were called? I don't. Leashes were bullies. <laughs> and then and then the others the traction and other like whatever is called revenge. Remember that? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I do remember I that. Do. I remember he that. He started revenge wow, and bullies. You guys, this guy is encyclopedia of like, memory over here. Yeah, right. I was like, wow. I do. <laughs> you steel, know, like, steel trap up yeah. there. I need that. Wow. I can't even remember my own life. My board, stinking my skateboard, whatever. I'm just like, I bully. So you got, I got too much you of got a hard drive. From yeah, so I was getting, uh, get, yeah, and so I remember Dave um, invited me to come down to their um, their warehouse in Oceanside. Oh, yeah, and, Ripco was down there. Yeah, and I remember going in there, and I remember, you know, you, you took the, was it the 78? You go up and it's like kind of by Vista. It was like Vista, yeah. Oceanside, whatever. And I remember going in there the first time and I just felt like I was, I thought I was so cool. You know, I'm just like, <laughs> dude, I'm like, no, it was like, I, cause you know, this is a kid growing up in Long Beach Lake, yeah, yeah. right? Looking at this stuff thinking maybe one day I'll, I'll be good enough to maybe do a turn. You yeah. know what I mean? And then, well, I'm getting to walk into the, Rib curl factory. This is. Hey, this I know is exactly it. what you're talking about because yeah. I live that same. Yeah. You know that same life of like coming from the inland, being yes. a skate rat, and loving surfing, and then finally getting good enough to where somebody says, "Hey, here's a t-shirt. Here's a sticker. Here's here's a right. You know, you're like, whoa. And Tommy Curran happened to be shut there. the front door. Yeah, and I I like lost it, dude. <laughs> I didn't say I was like so intimidated. I was just like kind of just like just watching him on the side and, the, what, and, and what, Tom what, Kern's like in what year like, give me a break I mean, what wetsuit like, was it that you grabbed I remember just, the wetsuits back then I don't remember the names of them see that's how bad but I just remember it had like yellow and red and black it was like yellow down here remember yellow here remember they had red Don here Patrol, and the black agrolite they had a bunch of different I think know. it was Dawn Patrol is what I got yeah yeah but I just I just remember that whole it's just surreal in my head no it's just no. I was just like in Stay awe. Stay out of his way. You don't say I mean? hi. It's like a rock star. Yeah, yeah. I was just kind just of in awe. Like this dude's a stinking rock star. You're, you're getting your one suit at a deal, and he's grabbing a shopping cart. And exactly. That. That's exactly what's going on for sure, for sure. So 
yeah, so I went down there. That was amazing. And then, um, yeah, it was just like, you know, I, I was like feeling it at that point. It was just like, man, I, I want to be able to do this the rest of my life. You so know that I day, mean? like you, that day, Dave, Dave was like, like, I it was wanna, a big deal. I want to kind of do what he does or something. Yeah, going down similar. and seeing that and just yeah. seeing the factory and just kind of being there and like talk, you know, having Dave and, and, you know, and Gary Ward was such a rad dude. He would come into the shop and Gary's just such a personable guy and yeah. he's so nice and like, and he was a frother, man. Like, yeah. and he would just, he would get me so excited just about the, just the whole, the whole package, right? Yeah. Not just surfing, but the industry and the product and, and I was and, pro I was into the product because of Paul. Paul being a shaper, he used to let me go to a shaping band. I'd watch him shape, and like, and at one point, I was like, I kind of maybe want to be a shaper, you know. Mm. And so I'm like, Hey, will you teach me how to shape? And he's like, For sure. Like, you want to come down and like. So he showed me how to shape, and then he gave me a couple of his, uh, you know, templates templates that he had, and like. I remember, you know, shaping a couple boards with my dad in my garage and, and, and I was like super into it. But then he was like, Hey, you need to sign a contract with me that basically says you will never shape your own boards. You can only shape for me if you're going to shape Wow. for him to really like teach me everything. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not, I don't, I don't know that I yeah, really want to be a full time, you know, at yeah. that. And so I was like, yeah, I'm good. So I just never did it again after that because I didn't yeah. want to bum him out. Yeah. Because he, you know what I mean? I really looked up to him and I didn't want him to think I was trying to be his competition. Yeah. And and, and that's smart of him as a... As, For sure. You know? 100%. Yeah. Like you're giving the I tricks of the trade and that's stuff. That's kind of a dick move to me. Yeah. It is and, and it he, isn't. I sign mean, a contract? Yeah, but... I mean, come on. He's an adult. Yeah. And you're... 17, 8 years old, right? 18 years old. I was probably 20 at this time. Okay, 20, you're still 20, a kid. 20, 21, yeah. But for him to go, hey, I want you to sign a contract to just shape for me forever. You're supposed to make a decision like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, look, I would I mean, I mean, would be a dick and go, hey man, if I'm going to teach you this stuff, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do that, you're not going to do that. Right? Like, right. You throw that out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or there's going to be a problem. Yeah. But to say... Here's a contract, you know, like, which I don't not see him doing. Right. I'm sure he Yeah, did. yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... That's kind of a... Come it, on. It is. I mean, but then it isn't. Hey, the in, retro, in <laughs> retrospect, <laughs> I'm super glad that I that I didn't sign and I didn't start yeah, shaping. Be, yeah. Sniffing phone dust right that, now. That's, all, everything <laughs> might have been different, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So at that point, it was just like... It happened for a reason. Yeah, for, yeah. You know, but, and, and you guys know me and you know what I mean with my, you know, just being a, a believer and everything. And I believe the Lord just like opened so many doors for me. I mean, from like I said, from coming from Lakewood and where I was to like, uh -huh. to where I am today, I see his hand in my life from meeting my next door neighbor. Yeah. Why is that dude li living next to me? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? To be hey, a hey, you never even surf with them. You just like the way the wax, the water wa beat it off Straight the Straight up. I, I yeah. literally, okay, my memory's like, I feel like I, I can't think of things, but that one moment, yeah. I, I can see the grass yeah. I can see the water dripping off of it. I can see it too. You know what? Dude, <laughs> you're, you're describing Even like... today, when I, when I hose off my boards in front of my of house on the grass, it, it, I'm, getting, I'm getting goosebumps. <laughs> like, it's... I, I'm it's, visualizing dude, like... Look at me, dude. I'm getting, it's like... Fast times at Ridge amazing, Mount High, bro. like movie, like yes. slow-mo, yes. just like the water... 
Just Come on, dream we <laughs> Exactly. Uh, oh my god. It was, was a piece of art. Like the surfboard you is, you know, like And it was this just beautiful, like gloss finish, deep red, like pin tail. And I'm not talking pin, it was like a YMA gun single fin with like the Killer like colors in the fin. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Board didn't even work though. <laughs> it went straight. Yeah, it did for so, sure. So okay, so yeah, get us back Paul on track here. I like just like, Paul poo pooed the the shaping thing. Yes. Okay. So but that, that day was a blessing. Curl, in, and because in of Gary Ward, you were like, I don't want to be um, an engineer. I think the surf industry. Is I knew at that, that point that's what I wanted to do. Right. I just knew it. And, and so, and, and, and like at that point in time, you working at Paul Burke's shop and seeing what's there, right? Yep. Like you, you go in that store and you're like, you know, you got this, this, and this. It's your your selection and your uh, variety of product. It's pretty limited, yep. right? Yeah. And because this is, I, I'm the same kind of guy from. To the same beginnings, right? And my thing at Bullet, right? Yeah, yeah. We at Seiko, right? Had boards. He had body glove. Mm-hmm. He pretty much gray marketed anything he had in his store from either ET or from um, Rockies, right? Rocky yep. Sabo in in Saint Clemente, right? So whoever he glass boards for, he would grab shit from them or buy yep. stuff, from yeah, them yeah, and put in a store. So your store, right? it's you think okay this is the surf industry yeah but it it was still in is in its infancy infancy For but sure. but there's other stuff that you haven't even seen no right? yeah yeah like you see wetsuits and stuff yeah like did yeah. you ever go to hss on 17th i did right? i did yeah and then yeah. you walk in there you're like whoa this is the real thing no that was like i mean you know main street huntington beach Carl Hayward, I would, you know, I used to run up and down Main Street in just a Robert August store, and I remember that their cat, if I remember right, the cash register was like up higher. It yeah. almost felt like this altar or something. Like you yeah. walk in and you're like, oh, you know what I mean? It was like, well, you know, it's I'm funny. in the Robert. I kind of remember that. You used now. to always have a little, a little step, step up. up. Yeah. Yeah, it was up higher, kind of like Hot Skates was back in the day when Rudy's yeah. dad ran it for, with him for skateboarding. But like, yeah, I, I just I can remember going down Main Street and it was just like, okay, this is like, this is the big leagues. Yeah, the big leagues. Sunset Beach is like, this is like D League, right? Yeah, and it's like, this is like, you know, it's like Main Cl- Street and Fifth Street. No one yeah. goes to Fifth Street, right? Right. <laughs> but, but, right. But and the, that's why I surf there now. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the reason all those sh- those shops and there were many. I mean, there was up to probably twenty shops on Main Street yeah. that were surfing. There were a it ton. Was, it was shaper driven stores yep. you know so you were going to specific stores for a specific 100%. product on the surf shaper side you know like yep. it all had their own but but then it trickled down to even like well victory was going to be yeah, at robert say, august alita, and maybe one alita other had alita there, had but, here yep. PK, you know they all hey we got to diversify and pick, yeah you know everything was territorial very very much more, so. more exclusive yeah. back then but going back to the story of like Main Street and seeing how much more product and variety of of product. Well, and I kind of knew, right? Because like, um, you know, with my friend living on 11th Street and surfing there all the time, and, and hanging out with Nick and Jason, 
um, Nick was like a, he was just like a Channel Islands freak, right? Oh, and they would, like, yeah, I'm talking time. freak. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, those boards are, and I was a Tommy, I mean, Tom Curran was like, forget about it, right? Yeah. Just the best. I mean, just the best. Yeah, that guy wrote the curly-haired dude. Yeah. Tall, skinny Tom, yeah, 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 yeah. He wrote Merrick's before anybody did. Yeah. Oh, dude, he was fanatical. And he tried to mimic fanatical. his, and he had a great style, and he tried, he did, yeah. he tried to mimic Curran to the T, which wore real curl wetsuits. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, it, so, you know, I would hang out with those guys all the time, um, and surf with them all the time, and, and, you know, so I was down yeah. by Main Street, but I worked down in Sunset, and then I, you know, was surfing down at Surfside, and, uh, yeah, so it's just, I had like this 11th Street and Surfside were like my two kind of jump off points, you know? But you, yeah, Huntington's like the big leagues, right? That's like, that's where it all kind of went down. And uh, being down at Sunset Beach, it was just like, I feel like if you're down there, you're just, you're such a froth. You're just, you didn't care. I would yeah. go out back and I would consider every day a good day. No one would listen to me. I, they're like, how's the surf? And I'm like, so fun, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, Sounds like me. They're like, don't even listen to BK. It sucks, man. Like, I didn't even care if there's yeah. any sort of a corner. If I get like that's what one turn people, off, dude. That's hey, the way if we you're look driving at all the way down in a VW bus that has duct tape. Don't on validate the, your <laughs> that has duct tape on the floor, and when it's raining, rain's flying up into the car, and I don't even have windshield wipers in it. Yeah, no, you're surfing, man. You yeah. get down there. I don't care what it looks like. I'm yeah. surfing. So were you starting to surf contests like WSA? Yeah, stuff? so so CCS. So I had CBS. I had yeah WSA C and yeah I did those. I yeah I don't know if I did the CCSAs. That was like with uh, who were the brothers, the uh, Tice brothers. Oh yeah, that, that was WSA. Okay, yeah, yeah. Liz Tice. Yeah, their mom like yeah, really. yeah. And then there was another lady, Mary. I can't remember. Yeah. And, yeah. So I was doing those. And I was feeling like, okay, man, I'm, I'm making it to the finals. I think I'm, dude, I want to do a pro contest, right? I'm thinking I'm pretty good. And at that time, I'm thinking I can like get, and I'm not even knowing like about the NSSA at this time and all that. Like, hey, there's like levels to the amateurs, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just a kook, man, like straight up, you know, at the end of the day. But I'm just like so into it. And I'm thinking, man, I want to, I, I think I can do pretty good, you know, I'm out there and at that time, it's like, I'm not, you're not filming yourself all the time, right? Yeah. So, you know, when you don't see yourself, but you're surfing, getting you're, results. So it's, you're, thinking, you're validating yourself, right? Yeah, it's doing all right. And so, and so I remember. Did you ever get a clothing sponsor? Um, I had Sundeck actually hook me up for, for, Sundeck? for a hot second. I don't even remember who the rep was, but he hooked me up and I got, that's how I got to surf in the um, Kate and Team Challenge. Okay. With the Sundeck team. And that's where I like set the record for the most interferences in a heat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like such that's a, a that's a late night move. Whoa, uh, <laughs> dude! Yeah, it's pretty funny. Anyways, long story short, before anything ever got started for my competitive career, I knew that wasn't for me. Yeah, I, I wasn't good. But enough. everybody's doing it, and you, you know, it's, you, you figured, you know, gotta get yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I was on the uh, the surf in the surf club and all that, Long Beach State, doing those contests with like you know, all those guys. And they're, they're the guys that really motivated me to want to get better. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that's what, you know, Charlie and Tim and Mike Morgan was kind of like, he, he was like the captain. He was For like, sure. you know, he took it. I went on my first trip up to Big Sur with him and surf Willow Creek and Sand Dollars and all those spots. Oh, and, you know, with, with Morgan. And he was just such a beautiful human being on every level. Um, and then like, yeah, and then like, what was it? Uh, Dana Burley and Pat. Shanahan and 
Like, uh, it yeah, was just such a true. good group of guys, yeah. man. It was like, they were just all just super into surfing, you know? And we would go on surf trips together. It was just, it was awesome. Yeah. Is Davey here? So what, what was the first uh, surf trip outside of California? Uh, Mexico. I mean, For sure. Yeah, it was Mexico. I mean, that was an extension of California. Yeah. It was so loose. And you, yeah. You, all you need is... A, yeah, I didn't even think they checked IDs back then, unless you're no, driving. It was, no, it was you know? no. Like, we, it was we, would cruise, we just cruised right on through yeah. and like go down there. It was epic. The tacos were cheap. Food yeah. was cheap. We could pull right down on the sand, park your car in the sand, camp there. Yeah. It was insane, man. It was so much fun. What and about getting on a plane? Where, where'd you go? Getting on a plane, I really didn't... Um, do much of that no i we just didn't have much my folks didn't have much you know what i mean so like even growing up i never went skiing or anything they couldn't afford you know lift tickets or any of that kind of stuff and you know what i mean so i never even really got into that stuff until when i got to college and i met all these other people that were doing these things and then i went and you know i remember when i went well nick carpenter actually it was marco henriksen is the guy that got me marco into snowboarding and so uh, because Marco got the carpenters dialed in, right? He worked at InFlight. And so when I was at the Burke shop right down from InFlight, I got my snowboard stuff from yeah. InFlight. So I remember, you know, getting my like avalanche kick and, you know, all that stuff. And I just got, was I Winchell mean, working there. Winchell was working there. <laughs> yeah, he was. Yeah. Winchell was working there. And I just got so into snowboarding too. And Nick really got me into snowboarding those guys because we started watching snowboard movies. And, yeah. and Marco was like, I remember when first time I met Marco and he's like, bro, you surf? You need a snowboard. Yes. You have to. Yeah. And, and I remember he had Sorrells and you're like duct taping your Sorrells and it's like, you know, it was just a whole different game back then. Yeah. And um, so I got... I got into snowboarding through him and that whole crew there on, on 11th Street. So cool. Actually, 9th Street. They were on 9th Street. And, um, yeah, so that just opened my eyes to a whole nother, like, world. You know what I mean? And then I'd start going into Infline. I'm like, well, this this shop's insane, man. Yeah, they yeah. had all the snow stuff. And they would do the big snow carnival. They had the big ramp in the back. And I all the skateboarders uh, would show up. And... Yeah. I, I grew up, and, I, and it's funny, I just went to Mammoth. Yeah. Last month with my dad, he still has a season pass and he's still frothing to go up to the mountains. So sick. And uh, he surfed, you know, didn't really skateboard, but he surfed and like snowboarding, you know, kind of like I grew up skiing and then I was like 12, 13, maybe 14 around that age when like snowboarding was like hitting the scene and you could actually do it at some mountains. Right. You know, and I'd be like, I'm snowboarding, you know, like I want to do that. You know, for sure. Skiing's cool. I mean, the mountains, I mean, whatever. But I want to do that. And it was freaking epic. Epic. It was like epic. epic. Yeah. And no, we in flight back then was like one of the most legit. It, probably one of the most, the first to market snowboarding. Hundred percent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 100%. And it was big. It was that whole building yeah. and the second story. Them in and Emerald City. Yeah. The the other one was Emerald City, which was um, way down. Yeah. Milo and yeah. and Larry and. And and I and I remember when I, I was watching was it like the decline of Western civilization video I think it was and it was with like and Steve Graham and and uh, Damian Sanders and all those guys yeah. and, and I remember like just watching that and and this was when I was like I I'd, I'd started going quite a bit and I was like kind of getting into it you know and I'm just like well these dudes are amazing you know they're just like I looked up to them big time yeah. They're pioneers of like, pioneers, you know, dude. a whole new 
sport, you know? And just killing it, man. I mean, these guys were just charged, and they were just wild and just, like, reckless, like... Yeah, they're the, just, do- they're, they're the, the dog town of, like, snowboarding, snowboarding yes. you know? Like, they that's were a good just, analogy for... Yeah. It's pretty good, Yeah, man. yeah. That's why you keep me around, huh, bro? Yeah. Yeah, you, <laughs> once in a while, he comes up with something good. You had Damien was in the hard boots, and then you had Steve Graham, who wasn't, and I was like, I always loved Graham's style, and he could just throw the sickest methods, and... I just loved how he just just tweak out his you know the you know grassers right if proper because you know I've got yeah. Grass Valley crew and Chris Roach and you know when Cardiel came in just but just, I, just the, the flair the style and everything like because that's everything in almost any sport you for know? sure like oh the fashion was pretty wacky that was so <laughs> well, the one the, pieces and stuff well, and court gesture <laughs> well, the court gesture oh, yeah. hats and stuff well the other thing though was <laughs> they were was, talking to GT about that. In his interview, and we're just like, dude, what were they thinking? Like, uh, well, they were in the Damian neon, the neon jumpsuit. I mean, jumpsuits. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Sick. Well, look, had the yellow pants with the black knee pads, and I was just like, dude, that was like the jam. Yeah. You get the look pants, it's like, that was like a big deal. Okay, so let's go back. Okay, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we're good. talking about Tangents, you surfing. Um, yeah, so I certain contests and stuff, so I and then quickly realized that's that's not going to be a thing for me, right? And but I'm getting product, right? So I'm getting product, so I'm like stoked. This is awesome. I'm not having to spend a bunch of money, and, yeah. And um, and so Gary Ward comes into the store one day, and he's like, he's like, hey, um, I I got the rights to. Okay, wait, let's back up. So. I was no longer working at Burke when I was kind of doing all this stuff because I'd been there for a couple years and he was getting out of having the shop. He was going to get rid of the store. And so when he was getting rid of the store, I was like, oh man, that sucks. You know, I was like super bummed. And then come to find out some guy's going to buy the store. And uh, I get this phone call and this guy calls me and, and it's Vibe, right? And so he's like, hey, you know, my name's Vibe. I just I just bought the shop from Paul Burke. And, wow. Did, and, did you entertain that idea of buying the shop or did you? No, I didn't even have any money. There's yeah. That wouldn't have even been a consideration. But so it was Tom Kozad, who's, I think he shoots a photos. Photographer. Yeah, photographer. Yeah. But I think he does, I don't know what else he does for his like main living, but he was a partner with Vibe on, oh, wow. on the shop when it first opened up, when he first came in. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Vipe reached out to me and he was like, "Hey, um, everyone around here is telling." Never me. met him. No, never met him. Didn't even know who he was. Didn't know what he looked like. Nothing, right? Um, and uh, everyone, he's like, "Yeah, everyone around here is telling me I need to like keep you on. I need to connect with you. We need to like get you like in the mix here, you know, whatever." And and so he's like, I, "Let's let's hang out." And so I don't even remember what our first where our first meeting was or what if it was at the shop. But we hung out and we fast became best friends, man. I mean, Vibe was just one of my closest friends and still to this day, I and mean, we don't have to hang out all the time, you know, when you have those people yeah. in your life where it's like, I could see him once every 10 years and, and Vipe still is, consider him, I got a nurse a little here. And it's and like, Vipe is, uh, he's fully into it. He's into surfing, he's into skateboarding. Fully into it, right? And, and he's got hair down to his butt yeah. at the time. Um, and so, so I meet him, right? And he's... He's this like just amazing human being. I mean, we just like totally hit it off, and he was super. Where's he from? Um, so he went to school down at Point Loma. Um, he grew up down he, there. But he grew or? up in the South Bay. Okay. Um, so his mom lived. I think she was in Hermosa, 
And yeah, and he was just, and when he was down at Point Loma, I want to say he might have been roommates with Todd Chesser there, and they were really good friends. Um, They were like really close. Um, And so that's, I think he really got immersed into the whole surf thing when he was going to school at Point Loma right there, you know, because it's right on, you know, Sunset Cliffs. It's just the waves there are insane, super fun. Um, Yeah, so we connected and... He's like, hey, man, you know, you can, like, help me, like, run, like, the team and the marketing stuff here. And it wasn't, like, a paid gig or anything like that. It was just like, hey, be a part of the shop. And and I'm like, heck yeah, dude. I'm super down. So. Was that his first, that, like, gig out of college? Like, how did he come up with, like, wanting to be a business or search yeah, shop owner? He's such an entrepreneur at heart. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's just, like. From the beginning, huh? Yeah, he just had, he always has. He's, <laughs> nice he's just a forward thinker you know what i mean he's like always like he can see things way ahead like he had an idea came to me not too long ago maybe it was probably like five or six years ago and he's like dude he's like someone needs to start and this probably would still go nuts so vibe don't get mad at me if i'm giving away ideas right now but someone needs to start a thrift store in our world and turn that into something like around and have kids can come it's like a buffalo exchange but bring your gear in and then you can get like played again but for real sports and the right brands and you do it the right way right how sick would that be be insane so anyway that's vibe i mean he's just that guy he's like always like he's thinking ahead you know that's what i love it so So he he bought the store so changed it to h2o changed it to h2o um and he just started like you know he we would meet all the time together and we just like just brainstorming. Were you working the floor still? No, or? no, I wasn't working for him. I was just helping him with like ideas, like, hey, let's do this with the shop. Let's do this. Let's mm. do this over here. Almost like I was like an owner, but I wasn't an owner. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so at that time, I was super into the snowboard thing and the surf thing. So Gary Ward comes in, and Gary was hooking me up with Track Top at the time still. And Gary says, hey, I, I just got the distribution rights to look snowboards course one of my favorite companies i'd had a look snowboard i was like steve graham's one of my favorite riders blah 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 and he's like um i really don't you know would you, time would you want to come in and help me he didn't snowboard at all he just not that i know of yeah, yeah. and so i'm like heck yeah, yeah. i'm so down and so i'm going to school i'm still in school i've been in school now for like seven years did you guys talk, <laughs> talk like salary or compensation at all uh, no i didn't even care yeah. i would have worked for free yeah for, for product for real yeah. i would have worked for free that's and, how stupid and, we are yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and so yeah. this is like your opportunity for your first this is it, job yeah and it wasn't even like i didn't even know what exactly wait, wait. it was going to be you didn't and, know if you're packing boxes and yeah like, and so so what he said he's like hey what i'll have you do because track top had all their bags and their leashes made in fountain valley at the time so back then everything was made here in the states so i would actually drive from san clemente and i would go to um to fountain valley i'd pick up the bags and then i would bring them back to track top drop them off and everything and you know from the factory and i met you know met all the people that the sewers and all that and it was super cool you know so gary kind of introduced me to that and then i was kind of in charge of all the stuff for look snowboard so i was the i did everything i packed packed orders i ran the warehouse where, uh, where, were, where was look snowboards made san clemente um well no they were made in um in europe Okay. And he was just a distributor here. Got it. Okay. So this guy, um, Jacques Gris, um, 
he was the the guy from from Europe. He was like the main the main guy over there. So I you know met him and everything. Super yeah. awesome guy. And uh, so your first main job for action sports was with running was literally jumping into the deep end in snowboarding when I basically everything was leading up with surfing. Yeah. So it was really interesting. Snowboarding was still in infant, infant, infant stage. It was like, yeah, there was a small tight crew of dudes, right? And so I literally got thrust right into that little tiny little crew as a rep, right? So I was the rep. I was also the sales manager. I was I was the team manager, marketing guy. I Doug Palladini was my ad sales guy at at uh, Snowboarder Magazine. Um, And so like. Yeah, it's like I met everybody through that. Yeah. You know, I went down John Foster. I would get photos from John to do ads, like, and you know, John worked down at uh, when they first started Trans World. So I remember when they first started Trans World, and like, just the whole—it was just amazing. So I, the, the we, look office was the track top office. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And I remember Chemical I think, Lane. I think Casey Curtis's dad owned that little zone. Casey um, Curtis's dad. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I yeah, I want to sort of. I want to say he had like a helicopter that he would like. He did. He, he yeah. He he lived at the top of. He lived next to um, Richard Nixon's house. Yes. At, at yes. Yes. Top of yes. Cottons. Yes. Yeah. And talk about another court, just court awesome and, guy. I mean, yeah. Casey Curtis, just like salt of the earth. I mean, they're just just great people. But so, yeah, working there was just such an amazing i mean i just i so what kind of account base like it's no, the industry is small but like it's I mean, really small where so, were they he sold to in-flight in emerald city that's it <laughs> so emerald city yeah uh guys like don at green sector um Sick. val surf yeah um and, and so i was look was kind of short-lived it it um because it wasn't Gary's passion, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was there, and actually at the time, I was helping with a lot of track top stuff as well, but that's how he could justify paying me. And he and paying me was, uh, man, I barely made any money at all. And yeah. I don't, this is a funny story, I just gotta tell it. And Gary, he'll, he'll laugh if he hears yeah. this. I remember on payday, so my wife and I, we had this little condo in, in Westminster at the time, because I was trying to creep my way towards Huntington Beach. We originally lived in Belmont, but we we had moved to Westminster, and uh, I would get my check, and half the time my checks would bounce, and then I would end up bouncing my car payments, everything, domino, everything. One one morning, I wake up and go out, and my car's gone. Oh no! Crap! Our car got stolen. We're calling, trying to figure out. Oh no! I got repoed because like my gosh, because I my checks. You know what I mean? So, anyways. It's just a funny story, but the lady that worked there... That is crazy. The lady that worked there, her name was Bobby, and she she ran all the books and everything, right? And she was the sweetest lady. She was amazing. And so payday would come, and Bobby would be like, Bill, here's your check. Run straight to the bank and cash it. Right now. Don't even go home. And so I would do that every time I got a check. It's just just a funny story. I just think it's funny. I mean, think about... How many times that happens to everybody back in the day? Oh, mm-hmm. I, I could contest at Ruka the first few years. <laughs> no joke. It would be like, hey, here's your check. Don't cash it. Like, <laughs> it was never regular. And it was like, 
just enough to like cover a car payment or some you know mortgage payment or whatever just like string along so while and, I while yeah. I, yeah so while I was working there like I was I was judging surf contests on weekends uh, with Bobby Lockhart that the, and, the, the sunset league the mornings or like NSSA with NSSA. Uh, yeah with Janice and Galen oh wow nice and so I did that um, I was working part-time at a school I was valet parking and I you was hear do- this you hear that folks I was doing like five different jobs yeah. because how many jobs to- you got to, to co- compensate <laughs> to be- for the dream job yes, yeah. yes, selling a snowboard yes, which yes. you make no money on yes 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 <laughs> And my engineer dad. My parents were so bummed on me. (laughs) So we had just had Billy. So like, if you'd ask my friends, they'd be like, "Yeah, BK is never gonna have. He's gonna be the last one." What's BK stand for? (laughs) Bankrupt. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. They're like, he's never gonna have kids and a family and all that. Because I was just like wanting to surf and like skate and and be the eternal grom. Be the eternal grom, right? And so I'm the first one to get married and the first one to have kids out of all my friends, but. So we had 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 Billy, my oldest son. He was one. He was. You know, my mom and dad were so bummed on me. They're like, "Do you think you're gonna surf the rest of your life? Like, <laughs> you need to finish your degree, dude. I have I have like 151 units, <laughs> and I still don't have a degree. Yeah. Like I did a year of student teaching. Yeah. I because it was just like I was really this is what I was focused on over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, but hey, man, my wife luckily she had a good job. And that was able to pay our bills. And yeah. then I, and she was a waitress as well at night besides her day job. And then I would just hustle a bunch. I was just hustling all kinds of stuff. Yeah. I, I remember I had so many, park, I, love it. I had so many parking tickets. This was the one thing that I'm really sad about. I sold my VW bus and bought a Ford Festiva. What? As my first vehicle to be, cause I had to drive so much. Yeah. Cause I was going everywhere. I was delivering bags. I was doing this. I was doing that. And uh, I look back now, that, that was like my first like legit um, actual uh, ve- like yeah. new vehicle, adult car. Right? Adult car. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Ford, look it up. They're just, they're bad. It's the smallest, tiniest, <laughs> ugliest, stupidest car of all time. Cheap, <laughs> functional, but yeah. Did you keep ugly. your Aloha racks though? I did. <laughs> yeah, of course I are you kidding me? And switch so, them on to the Ford Festiva. Oh my goodness. They all have their ring gutters that they yeah. clamped onto. So you, oh man, yeah. no doubt. Yeah, so that, um, yeah, just, just hustling to try and, like you say, have this dream job, right? And it was just a matter of like, is, is it ever going to like kick in? Is yeah. it ever going to happen, right? So, so I'm doing all this stuff with Look, and I become really good friends with Steve Graham. And he's a guy that I had totally just like, as a snowboarder, like, this guy, he's like the guy, you know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, whoa, dude. And he's just the most, he was just awesome, man. He was just such a good, good dude, you know? And um, I can't say enough good things about him. And so he really, like, we became friends, you know what I mean? And he lived downtown Huntington. And I'd go over to his house. We'd play ping pong a bunch. They had tables whoa. there. Whoa. And they would have like, yeah, I already know. You'll you'll tear me up, dude. I've been playing forever. <laughs> but, but like, they would have um, like Andy Hetzel and all the guys, like, Dan Donnelly would, would come down from like who's up, who up north. all these dudes would converge on this yeah. the, his place right he was like the spot I mean I met Jamie well Huntington had I mean it was the mecca for a lot of stuff like for music moto, for, for music yeah for that was so the other it was thing fun that, to come here you know they were all like 
Huntington was a fun place that. to come hang yeah. out. That was the other thing that drew me into a lot of stuff is the music because I've always been really into music. Yeah. And I remember that first snowboard movie, they had Big Drill Car. Um, well, not the first movie, but one of them, they had Big Drill Car. And I think that was the decline of West Civilization. And like, uh, and Frank, because one of my friends, Johnny Masterpolo, I don't know if you guys know yeah. Johnny. So he played in a bunch of punk rock bands that know for an answer. And he, he was in all these like... Um, yeah, he all the backyard parties. Hilarious. Like, yeah, him and Joe Foster and you know that that whole crew. So I hung we became friends when I first went to Long Beach State. He was in one of my first classes. I remember seeing him and he had like braids yeah. all coming out of his head. I'm like, well that dude's <laughs> he had a minor threat shirt on. I'm like, wait, I like minor threat. Who is yeah. this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. We became we fast Yeah, you wore your personality. It's really easy to quickly identify For people sure. you're gonna resonate With For sure. Yeah. So yeah, so anyway, so Steve really introduced me to the whole, he he really like, just being with Steve, it's like, you're like, you got connected, oh, to the you got connected so right? Yeah. Exactly. And so Steve rode for SMP, which hadn't really come out yet, but he always had these stickers on his board. What did that stand for? <laughs> a whole bunch of things. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of whole things. A whole bunch of things. We had a t-shirt that had like, all the sayings. Like a hundred different things. Yeah. But like, I mean... You know, smoke more pot was like really the one that everybody. Skate more pool, skate more pot. Yeah, yeah. sex and money that, power. Yeah, like it was, that month, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It was that was a time that brand was. That was a house brand from Emerald City. Yes. So Milo I, and Larry Krauss. Exactly. So I had met those guys through Steve, um, doing the look thing and everything, and then they were gonna have Steve be the rep and the writer. And then Steve was like, dude, let's have, you know, it'll be me and BK. We can go out. And so Steve and I would go to shops and we you, would, you would do the sales side. He would be the promotional. Like, yeah, exactly. Kind of like, he's the guy that's the like legitimizing yeah. everything, you know. And so I remember we go into like Laguna Surf and Sport. And EJ's in there. And I think uh, Steris was one of the shop shop kids at the time. And like Tristan's there. And I, I can't remember. Dagwood, I think maybe was hanging around the store. My memory's so bad, but anyways, like the, the whole crew of guys. Oh, Mike uh, Carter yeah. was was in the store working. The whole there. Laguna Mafia. All those guys, right? Yeah, yeah. That that they all became like the Electric Crew, yeah. and you know what I mean. Bruce Beach and Welcome. that whole yeah, you know yeah. Kurt Fry and and all those guys. So yeah. so anyways, um, so I remember we're in there, and we're showing them, and I remember EJ looks at me and he's like, "You're so lucky. This is going to be the next. This is the next Quicksilver." SMP? Yeah. He's like, because it was Volcom and SMP kind of popped off at the almost the exact same time. Yeah. And I can remember going in and like Wooly and Tucker would go into a shop wearing like, and I remember, I remember Tucker was wearing like Buttstain was this brand. He was wearing these Buttstain shorts and they're, him and Wooly are selling like they have like a hat and a t-shirt. I mean, they just had a few things, right? Yeah, and we just course. had a few things. And we're in there at the same time, basically selling the two brands. You know yeah. what I mean? It's me and Grammy. And so anyway, so Steve and I drive. We go from Laguna Surf and Sport. We drive all the way up to the South Bay. To and show, there they are. To show. <laughs> well, no, we go up there to show Spider. And so Dennis Jarvis is in the store. And um, uh, Sherwood is the manager of the shop. <laughs> so And Sherwood at the time, I want to say he had his hair totally shaved. And he had these two like... Spikes, little spike things coming yeah. out of his head. Yeah, right, he had that. one of them blue and one was I can't yeah, remember. My but anyways, that was like geez. my intro to, to Sherwood. You know what I mean? He's just I love Sherwood. Um, <laughs> so 
So we go there and and uh, and then I'm like, oh, I'll go grab grab the line. I'm gonna bring it in and show you. And they're all super excited to see. It. And it's not a lot of stuff. I mean, it's carried in my hands. Yeah, know? but I think we had a, maybe a small rolling rack of stuff. So I go out and I'm like. Oh man, we left it at Laguna Surfing Sport. No <laughs> way! What? Yeah, you don't even take the flower, dude. I like that. I go, I go in, and you know, there's no cell phones, there's no pagers, there's no nothing, right? So Dennis calls EJ and those guys. Hey, you guys got in there all laughing, you know? They're just like, for sure. So we have to oh go back God. and get it, and they're like, Yeah, this guy's gonna be a rep for sure. You know what I mean? Holy like. Yes, so how was uh, look doing for you? Was it doing anything? Mm, it was just, it was okay. You know what I mean? Back then, I mean, all the bindings would just rip out. Um, <laughs> like you had to T-bolt your boards. Otherwise, I mean, dude, it was like scary. I mean, yeah. it, it, it so did okay. It, it wasn't a, it yeah. wasn't like a moneymaker, nothing like yeah. that for sure. It was, that was your, you're making money from that. You were doing side hustles. So started doing the SMP thing. And so then while I'm doing that, while I was doing look, I ended up becoming friends with a guy's name was Jason Keynes. So Jason was running a factory in the valley called Yama. And they made snowboards in the valley. And so Jason and I became friends. We started, you know, we just we hit it off, right? We would meet each other, we'd ride up on the mountain up on the hill and stuff and and he was like, Hey man, um, dude, we should start a brand together. And you could do the sales and marketing and I'll build the boards and do everything, you know? And I'm like that sounds amazing, you know? Yeah. And at the time, Look was just kind so of... So partner up with you. Yeah, so Look was kind of faltering. Vibe tried to take the distribution from Gary at a point, and we were going to do a trade show booth, and it, we just didn't have the money. Yeah. It just wasn't feasible. And so, anyway, so I'm doing SMP still, and so Jason and I started 5150 snowboards. So... So you started 5150 with a guy? Yeah, with Jason. Okay. And we had our... The investor was this kid... I can't remember the kid's name. His dad's name was Vaughn Barnes. And the only reason I know this, and I hate saying anything bad about people, whatever, but he taught me a very valuable lesson and something that I think really stuck with me. Um, Vaughn Barnes? Vaughn Barnes, yeah. So, Don't be a barn. So Jason, he went, this guy had the money. He said, hey, let's set up a factory. We'll set it up in Corona. So he was super into like motorcycles. He was a big Harley guy and everything, but he was, uh, you know, he, he he understood production and all that. Um, I didn't know exactly everything he did. Just knew that hey, this guy had the money. He was gonna bankroll everything, whatever. So Jason gets Vaughn Barnes from Switzerland, who like was one of the guys that like set up all the factories out there. He was like a gnarly guy in Europe, and he's like, hey, let's get together. And we wanted to make some of the first cap boards. So Nitro had a cap board, and we were like, this was going to be our, like, shtick, right? It was like, hey, we're going to do cap yeah, boards. Gonna... point of difference, you know? Exactly. So they set this whole factory up, and it's all, I mean, it's, like, state-of-the-art. It's, like, the latest, greatest. And right when the thing's finished and ready and done, Vaughn came to me, and he was just like, hey, um, so we no longer need Jason, and... Um, we're gonna have you're gonna run sales and marketing, and they wanted to. He's like, there's like three thousand Harley dealers in the country, and you know if we even just placed one board in each one of those as a display, that's three thousand boards we could sell, and this and that. And I'm just like, oh my goodness, what's what's happening what's going right on now, here? Right? Yeah. And so I he's did, the one funding it. He's funding the whole thing. Von Barnes is. Von is. 
And but, so then he's uh, so then Jason's, your Jason's Jason's the only reason that I'm there, right? Yeah. We didn't sign any contracts. There was yeah. no. This was like, hey, you want to start did something? Did you have to put money in? No, no. It was just like, hey, you want to start? So you're a partner. I'm no. I'm, I have no signings or anything. Jason and I just got together and started it. Okay. And we had so I got my friend, my friend's little brother. So this is one of the guys that I grew up with in Lakewood. He actually lived in Southgate, and so we skated together all the time. And his little brother started doing tattoos his family like his uncle was one of the gnarliest like and they're doing designs Mex and artwork no, he was and... like a mexican gangbanger and so his little brother started tattooing a bunch of the guys and so he was really good at art his little brother was an amazing artist so he did all of our graphics so i got him to do our graphics and then i had been sponsoring like bobby meeks with look snowboards and so Bobby was going to be like one of our first guys. We were going to give him a pro board. Why fifty one fifty? I don't know. We just like it was. He was fifty one, and like that'd be one hundred one percent. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, it was just. So wait, he when you first started fifty one fifty? Yeah, you were pitched the idea. Let's start our own yeah. brand. Yeah. So you were essentially an owner of this brand. Yeah, without, without a having contract. any without, contract or anything, and, and not paying anything. No, and, no. And the, and the sport's blowing up. You have you know yeah. retailers, and were they asking like you know? And I have no business savvy whatsoever. But but I'm just like trying to paint the picture of like you know, you you had to know there was opportunity oh, because sure. of the way the market oh, no, and everything was time. blowing big up. Time. And if you yeah. like, you got the right team writer and whatever yeah no i got like you're gonna kid. get sales yeah because i went out around around you know the western states and uh like out to like sidewalk surfer and you know all the one you know and at that time sorry to interrupt everybody was getting whether you're sur- yeah like surf yeah. skate whatever everybody was like banking on snow yeah. because it was such a yeah it was it coming was, it was it was coming it was starting to happen right yeah so out of the blue this, guy this happens and, and we're like kind of going and I'm like, at that time, I didn't even really see, I didn't have a business mind at all. So it wasn't like I was thinking, oh, I'm going to be an owner in this thing. I was just like, dude, I'm helping build this, this yeah. thing. This is rad. This is awesome. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have even had the savvy to say, hey, uh, how many shares do you have and how many do I get? I didn't right. even know what, what's a share. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, like yeah. I was a PE major. I wasn't going to business classes. Like yeah. I didn't like... You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you but it was were just a great working hard to make shit happen. Yeah, yeah, and it was super fun connecting all the dots yeah. and getting people together. And um and so anyways, he, this happens and it was just like it was just like a gut punch. I was if like Jason's gone, you're gone or So I basically told the guy I said, "Well, the if only reason gone. I'm here is because of Jason." And he had thrown out a, a number to me that he was going to pay me. And it was like significant. Like I was like, whoa, this is like insane. Like, but then I wouldn't have been a rep because I was going to be like running sales and marketing for 5150. And I was like, nah, I, I can't do that to, to Jason. Like he's yeah. like, dude, he's like my friend. Like, yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. And he, I remember he got like. Von Barn turned out to be a barn. Dude, he got so <laughs> close to me and said. You don't know anything about business. You're gonna, you're not gonna succeed. He like went off on me. Wow. About how stupid I was. Yeah. He was giving like, a huge opportunity, and, and you were like, denying it because 
of your loyal loyalty and, and ethics honest. and honest. And I just was like, hey man, like, right. I'm not in this for the money, man. Yeah. Straight up, I haven't made any money to this point, and I don't really care. <laughs> yeah. Like that's, I mean, I do. I want to be able to pay my bills and whatnot. But at the end of the not day, not the wrong way, dude. Yeah. I'm not trying to do that, you know. So, yeah. so anyways, and how long was this? Because fifty one fifty took a was... while to build the. To build the brand and everything, and like I got like James. You should have said, "I know every surf shop, snowboard <laughs> shop, skate shop. You're gonna get yeah. no distribution." Yeah, right. Because fifty one fifty was kind of a a good brand, right? Yeah, it was great. It was great. I mean, Bobby Meeks was like just kind of like coming into his own. You know what I mean? And and when I first met Bobby, I mean, we used to go up riding together a bunch, and he's just I love Bobby. I mean, he's one of my favorite people that I've sponsored over the years. You know what I mean? And I've sponsored literally like more people than yeah. i can even like count <laughs> and they're uh, to love all of them but he he's definitely got a special place you know what i mean and so what what time frame what year was this into 5150 gosh man like the second year third oh no, year? no 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 this is like i think it took a year maybe i don't remember how long it took to set the factory up but this was right when the thing was gonna pop off yeah so it was before it really even like blew up emerged this is like it's all Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, yeah. building it. I got, like, put James Core on the team. Had this other guy, Tim Kaufman, who was, like, the most ripping rider out in Colorado. That the riders out there, like, Dale Rayberg would probably know who Tim was. And, like, because, you know, when he rode for Joyride and probably went out and rode with the Midwest guys, all the ride guys that, you know, lived in that area. But they, he, yeah, so I had him on there and, like, James. And then Bobby was kind of, like, our, going to be one of our, like, main dudes. So... It was gnarly, man, and, and I was just like, no, I'm, I'm out of here, and it turned, that, again, turned into a total blessing. It's turned into, like, so from there, Jason connects with Ken Greengard and Kristen at Joyride, and he turns right around, and he's going to set up the factory for Joyride, and he basically brings me over there, and I become the rep for Joyride. So, Dang. and Joyride was just, I mean, Joyride was, like, the coolest brand. Yeah hands down yeah cool name killer the, vibe good look oh my everything. goodness yeah. so dude. pretty much right when that happened i mean what this guy was saying is like sell out your friend and work for me yeah right and you're like a christian and you, you know you're a good guy and you're like i wouldn't do that to a friend no chance and then all of a sudden you turn around and your friend's like we got this over here bro yes i mean what about saying you didn't have any skin in the game with that guy <laughs> yes you know yes what I mean? no like, i'm telling you that, like, that, that yeah it, like to have that presented that you know and, and have yes something to lose versus yes. you know you're yes. like out of here so yes. when, when did you tell jason this like hey Oh, Jason knew all. He, Jason came to me and he goes, "Dude, he just he just clipped me." Wow. He came. We we're in the warehouse. We we're at the factory, and then he brings me in, all like happy, like thinking that I'm going to be all excited. So he did that and first, and then he, I'm, I think that's the order. Yeah, wow. Jason. I have to ask Jason again, but it was yeah. It sure. doesn't really matter it which way matter. it went, but it was just like I was like, "No, man, this ain't happening. No chance." It's crazy no how chance. how there's people like that that have no remorse or like thought of like oh that's a bad thing to do yeah you know yeah. what i mean it's business <laughs> yeah yeah business yeah it's business yeah it is it is and you i've learned that over you the years you make a lot of bad and, decisions and good decisions and and i've had yeah, yeah i've had hey, so you better watch your p's and q's late night 
Whoa. This, this could be the BK and Chalky show. Whoa. <laughs> we actually, I actually signed a side deal with him <laughs> out in the front yard before I came in here. That's cool because I got one with Duke and he says you're out and he's in. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's gonna be but Duke, but that's, a, that's an even better show. He keeps telling me to get rid of you. I love it. I love it. The late you're talking Duke, Duke at Duke Surfside? <laughs> But I heard Duke's actually going to sign a contract with Caleb, my son, and they're just going to play guitars and sing songs, dude. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, Joyride now. Yes, so Joyride and uh, still doing... Uh, and who's funding that? Like, I'm so, I, Ken I'm, and Kristen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they were just... It was this dysfunctional, awesome family. <laughs> it was, like, amazing. Like, I absolutely... Like, my... My time at Joyride was just so amazing. Met so many incredible human beings there. Like it was insane. Yeah. So did so the Joyride thing. And Joyride was right across the street from Laguna Surf and Sport. Wow. So EJ and this is when things were just going bonkers. And I keep I know we're going back jumping and back and forth, yeah, but it kind of just goes that way. He sold. <laughs> I think one winter he might have sold two hundred and fifty snowboards. You think 250 people snowboard in Lakuna Beach? Not at that time. We, no. We know what happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Everyone looks back. We all played a role in, in you know, whatever. Yeah. It's just the... Turn a blind eye. I know. It's, uh, we're killing it. We're like, oh, we're selling tons of boards. You it's know a what different I mean? shade just, of black. But, but, but it's like, at, at the end of the day, um, yeah, being a joyride, it was just, like I said, that thing happened with 51, that turned into joyride, right? Uh, doing uh, SMP was amazing, and then that turned into I ran into Chewy Reina on the road, and Chewy was like, Dragon. he was gonna get the job as the marketing guy at Dragon, and so he was like, hey, um, we ran into each other. He's like, dude, would you want to do sessions and Dragon? And because I'm not gonna do them anymore, I'm not gonna rep them. And because uh, he wanted to go in house, yeah, he wanted to go in house. Yeah. yeah, he didn't the repping thing. He was it just wasn't for him. And I was like, heck yeah. So boards. Now I'm like apparel, super snow deep gear, snow outerwear, all that, plus. right? And and all the while, um, so sessions was the shit. Oh, dude, like like the brands that I've been able to be a part of is yeah. just like insane, man. And Joel, sessions was like the cool snowboarding, like uh, gear that you could possibly get at the best time. dude and cindy and joel joel gomez is just, they're just they're amazing right and they're up in scotts valley and i remember going up there and then you know and i remember doing like sales meetings right there at, in front of i think it's like trash cans or whatever this the spot like this house is like right there at the point and surfing and just yeah it was just so cool to go up there and the you know and and Joel's a fixture up there, obviously, in skateboarding with Session Skate Shop. And he's super into music. I was super into music. Just like, you know, we're still friends today. It's like, it's just really, really cool. You know what I mean? So from that, I ended up doing the SD brand, too. So that was Tim Brosh and yeah. Salman Aga. And, uh, and they were both such awesome guys, you know, and, and both believers as well, which was really cool, you know. And, and so it was just a, I don't know, another just amazing turn you know like i said i was like all right see god's hand like it's just like this is crazy this does one door closes and he just opens up another one and i'm just like all right let's walk through it so you're you know? starting to make money finally yes okay yes yeah no so now i'm like making making decent money you know it's like okay this is like a thing like, yeah this is gonna this is gonna work you know and In snowboarding yeah with snowboarding and so at the time 
uh, I became really good friends with Dougie Smith. So Dougie skated for GNS, and he was the Northern California rep for Joyride. And he did, you know, we were doing like similar brands. We became really good friends. And we're at uh, ASR, and uh, and we meet Pierre and Don Brown, and they're like at this tiny little table. And so we're like, hey, you guys want to trade uh, snowboards for shoes? You know? And then, oh, yeah, for sure, you know? So... An Englishman that, and a Frenchman. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, and those guys, man, like, another just amazing, right? So I meet them, end up talking to Pierre and them for, for quite a long time. And Etnies, right? So yes. We're talking etnies. It's just Etnies at the time. There's nothing else. And so, and this is, now we're backing up again, right? So, sorry, my timelines are just all over the place. But we start to talk, and at that time, actually, I was doing stuff for Look Snowboards still. And uh, this was back before 5150 before any of that stuff and um pierre so i sat down with him i'm like you need to have you should have reps and you should do this and i remember he's like well come come let's hang out and so i remember we hung out this one night and literally had the map of the united states and i'm like yeah there's this guy in san diego bob arthur and this person over here and this person over here and we were kind of like you know slice it up and he's like well how do they how do you how do they pay you you know and it's like oh you get a commission and and it's it's this much, you know, and and so he comes back to me and he's like, okay, let's do it. He's like, but any accounts that I have are gonna stay house accounts, and I can only pay you three percent. And uh, and I was like, whoa, that's like pretty low compared to what I'm getting from all the other ones. But I was like, I, again, cool, let's just do it. I don't care. Like I'm like. I love the shoes. Was there a trial period? Was there like a, a window, like contract window that we might renegotiate? You just like, I, no, I just kind of just jumped in, right? Just, just started started doing it. And like, so that got me back. Way back in, in look days? Yes, this is like 91 probably. So, and so then I was like, it was like, that got me back into the skate thing, right? So I'm like super immersed in snow. Then that gets me back into skates. So and you're now, still not doing surf. Still not doing surf. <laughs> At all, not Sounds even at like all. This guy. Yeah, and so so. <laughs> what? So I was like, you. Yeah. yeah. Surf, well, you were in surf, surf skateboarding. Yeah. 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 So then, so I start doing that, and he's Dougie starts doing it. It's just like, and it was, just it was amazing, right? Well, it was, that, well again, the nineties with snowboarding and skateboarding, it was blowing up. There besides, was well, well, when I first started, actually, actually, not so much because. The accounts that he had, like Hot Skates, was popping off with it. You had certain skate shops that that did good with it. Yeah. But I would go into skate shops and they'd be like, "Dude, we grip boards and put on trucks, man. We're not trying to sell shoes here." Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, just, like these are really, you know." So, and then the High Five video came. I remember when the High Five video came out. That was like. So, going back to Eddie's, yeah, yeah, yeah. and back in the day, back then, yeah. you're saying '91, right? Yeah. 91, 92. Right there was zone. no skate shoes. It was Airwalk. Vans. Airwalk was kind of like, and, and Airwalk was probably the one, and there was Steve Cathy was the rep at the time. Yeah. And but it, no one took it for ser- No one took it real serious, though. Well, Steve, I mean, Steve was kind of killing it. Like, Airwalk, they had, they were, I think they, he but did. But skate shops, they're. Oh, they're, yeah, no, no, it wasn't really selling, a thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it wasn't really so that, a thing. So that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it wasn't the. It wasn't until like 95 to like 98. That's yeah. when it really started that's when, going. That's when endemic skate You had like shoes. Duffs and DC. Right. And yeah. Right. Yeah. Because back then, yeah, we had Airwalks, but it was like a joke. Not a joke. 
But it wasn't in skate shops. Yeah. Skate shops weren't selling. They had the one. NTS shoe, right? They, and so they yeah. had that in there and you, you know, it was like, but it was just like, I, I remember. Or Vision too, Vision. It was yeah, Vision but, and Air Rock, but they weren't like skate shoes. They were like more kind of punk fashion, fashion yeah. like lifestyle. Yeah. They weren't like, and they weren't selling. This is, they weren't sold is, in skate shops. And I completely forgot, but before I even did a look, I actually worked with Heidi Muckenthaler and the crew at Vision. And that's really what got me into the got me the whole thing there. That's a whole nother stinking rabbit hole. So, wow. so I won't even go down so, that one. So back then, Vans was really like the first skate shoe company. Right? Oh, for sure. And then we had Airwalk, but like Airwalk to me never was. Yeah. A, a, you know what I mean? And then you had Etnies and DC and DVS. Yep. But Etnies was like the game changer that 100%. turned skate shops into yep. footwear stores. It was the high five video that did it. Right? It, it really was. I mean, then we had like the scam and the skull, the MC rap, the rap. Like it was like that just like. So what was the high five video? It was this. So Steve Black. Um, Steve Black? Was Yeah, Steve's the man, dude. Wow. The man. The man. Steve Black? was the guy behind the video well he wasn't behind he was a part of all of that okay. steve was like so yeah just the whole crew at etnies was so rad everybody was kind of a part of you know what i mean it was it was yeah. small right and so steve Every did steve did a lot of the team stuff and so he was down with everybody right he and he's putting the pieces together he just Steve's always, he's got it, man. When it comes to skateboarding, he just had the eye for talent. He had the eye for, you know, and Don Brown, all those guys. And they understand the guys that had the style, right? And like we were talking about, style's everything, you know what I mean? And when they had Penny, I mean, when you look at the team that they had back then, and yeah. Jamie Thomas, and I mean, you just go right down the list. It was just like the who's who yeah. of skateboarding. I mean, it was just insane. Like, it was... It was amazing. So to be able to walk into skate shops and represent that was just like. A, but you had the amazing. kind of uh, pioneer, yeah, skate shoes, yeah, endemic skate shoe brand, yep, in skate shops. Yeah, for it sure. Was, it was here's here's a skate shoe. Yep. Here's our team. Yeah. We're a skate brand. Yeah. You yeah. need to carry this. Like yeah. it wasn't like you're trying to come from you know. We're just some rich, you know, big shoe company. No, no. It was it's like trying a, to make their like because it was a whole new, you know, category. Skate, skate oh, shops opening order would, skate shoes. No. Yeah. yeah, an opening order would be like six pairs of shoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you're like, kill it. Get all these sizes. Let's go. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like no what? half sizes. No, yeah. no, yeah. Eight through twelve, or yeah. nine, seven through yeah. eleven. Call me in a week. Yeah. So crazy. <laughs> what was like? Your like inventory position. If you if you're like, hey, I got fifty accounts, and all bring in between six. They and They were pretty pairs. good. They did pretty good. Like Pierre, man, I'll tell you what, right time, right place, and not afraid. And po pony, not up. afraid, dude. Pierre yeah. like stuck his neck out, and again, another guy that's very much a visionary. It it could have been the other way around. Minimums are this, and we yeah, sticking your neck out is one thing, but like you know, yeah. we can't just lowball. Like that's the factory says it's we got to order this many. We're selling that. And many. super passionate. And him and Don Brown, that that tandem together. Yeah. I mean, Don Brown is like when when you think of a skateboarder or you think of skateboarding, I mean, if you were to put it in Wikipedia, his name should come up. Yeah. I mean, he's he eats, sleeps, drinks, breathes, skateboarding. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was that whole crew. He's the one he, that came up with Go Skateboarding Day, right? He like 
so the ghost I skateboard think. day thing, it may have been, I, I know Justin and Timothy and Jeff, and there's a lot of people that kind of converge on it. I wasn't in the room when that thing went down, so I, I wouldn't be able to, to say exactly who, but just so many passionate people, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and same thing in snow. So I was like, so fortunate to be a part of snow and at the pinnacle of snow, right? The, yeah. the best, Boom. best brands, best riders, best, all that stuff. And and being immersed into the marketing part of it too, because being at Look, I met all the magazine people. I knew other photographers. I knew the marketing directors and yeah. you know all that. So then when we went into the skate, it kind of turned into the same thing there. It was just like, oh, hey, well, there's this kid over here. His name's James Craig. Or there's this kid, Danny Garcia. And there's this kid over here. And there's this kid over here. And you know what I mean? It was just yeah. like so much fun discovering new talent, helping them bring them in. And yeah, it is like so, so fun. So, I mean... You had a, you're wearing a lot of hats and you had a lot of brand. At what point did you start having like people work under you or with you? Like, so I, I brought in this girl, her name was Shannon and she was like office, just like, to do office of, stuff. Yeah. Right. So she was doing, which is happening you know, three quarters of her job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So she's doing, she, and back then everything was via fax. Um, every order was like, you know, triple carbon copies. And I would give the shop a copy. I would take one home and then I would like fax one into the company, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I actually had filing cabinets and actually the, a guy that really taught me a ton was, um, geo Greg Ostis, wow. um, because he came to SMP right before I had left. He was my sales manager and really was like, kind of showed me how to be a rep. Yeah. Um, so it was really, really cool. And Greg's just, you guys know Greg. Yeah. He's, he's the best. Geo. My, Geo's my, the best. My kids, like, I only print, I don't handwrite, you know? And they're like, why is your printing so, like, good? And I'm like, because that's how we wrote every order at, or every receipt at HSS. Right. On a triplicate, yep. you know? Like, you had to get it in the lines and the boxes and, exactly. you know, know what you sold. I'm like, totally. Yeah, triplicates. They're like, now they have no idea. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, so just, I had like really good mentors, you know what I mean? Guys that like pushed me and Milo was another one, you know what I mean? When I would go down, I would literally drive from Long Beach, clear down to downtown San Diego and work in the in the warehouse and pack orders and do stuff and get them to the shops. Yeah, good old and days. It was amazing, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, so. My orders are going out first before uh, Mid Midwest and Pacific Northwest and Florida and Virginia, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> So, yeah, so where are we now in the timeline? So, so see, you want to know when I started, like, yeah, so basically it started, all my brands were, like, cranking. I mean, I had, like, when I started doing Dragon, my goal with Dragon was to sell one pair of glasses a week. And the only glass they had was called the D1, and which we kind of jokingly said the done, because no one wanted it. It was just, D1. like, garbage. Done. It was just, like, <laughs> and so I'm just, like, dude, like, okay, maybe I can get to where I can sell one pair of glasses a day. And then when they brought Jamie Lynn on, and I was doing sessions at the time, and Jamie was like, he was it, man. When in Japan yeah. and everything, yeah. Yeah. anything Jamie Lynn, he, he was a Sean was Palmer he? take two, dude. Like you know what I mean, like. And he's like, he was on Volcom, yeah. He was on Dragon. Yep. What board was he on? LibTech. LibTech. Okay. Yeah. And so I met the first time I ever met Jamie was at Steve Graham's house, and he was I think he was either thirteen or fourteen years old, and he came down with. Um, Dan Donnelly and those guys, and, and they were all like, this kid right here is the, the future. He's going to be, he is it. Like, this kid's going to be amazing. Yeah. And, hey, you know, enough said, Jamie Lynn, right? Yeah. I mean, 
and what a just a sweetheart of a human being we we did a trip to Gore-Tex so that was another cool thing like Joel was like Gomez at Sessions right he was like hey you know what man it's like at the time if you were a snowboarder you weren't down for skiers and skiers weren't down for snowboarders yeah. right kind of like longboarders and shortboarders Sur- yeah kind of like surfers and skiers kind of like even in skateboarding you know yeah. what i mean you had like hash and fresh and you had you know there's just you different the, you, had, you had the 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 ramp in the street just a lot just a lot of that you know what i mean you had friction. yeah yeah for sure cultures between the subcultures for sure so joel was like he's like hey man you know what dude some of the gnarliest dudes on the mountain that i know are skiers and so he's like we're gonna we're gonna put shane mcconkey on and shane's he's a skier gnarly dude look him up and if you haven't seen the documentary on his life he passed away mm. with his craziness i mean he was gnarly and so shane when shane came in obviously the ski industry they'd been using gore-tex and so joel was like dude we're going to introduce gore-tex to, to the snowboard world and so we we went on a trip and i remember taking todd from zj's he was the retailer that we took so todd roberts came up and jamie lynn and and we all went to the gore-tex factory and you know they make stuff for the military they're huge they have their own airport on their campus and everything and i remember they put us in this rain room and we're all in there like they put us all into gear and they put us on exercise equipment we're all exercising and it's it's raining on us and one person doesn't isn't wearing gore-tex so they just kind of show you how it it works and then i remember them taking us out for lobster and it was a cool trip where is it it's uh east coast it was like that's like so by, cool. By Boston, Mass. No, no better way to like sell your product than, than, awesome than, that? than to. It was insane. Be a guinea pig what tester, but not a yeah. guinea pig, but just be all test. It was really, really Ash. cool. Yeah, so we so we went out, did all that stuff. I became good <laughs> friends with Jamie as well, and that was the cool thing. I always just like, I love the athletes because for me, it was all about participation and actually doing it right, and so I'd always like while you're in the job get get you know what i mean i wanted to hang out with those guys and i wanted to ride with them and i wanted to try and like you know whatever and and uh and so jamie was just such a good dude and, and at that time he i remember another friend of mine was like had started doing some golf stuff and this is another total tangent but ron smith was at oakley and yeah. he was really good friends with this guy who was the vp at titleist and so he started giving me golf clubs and then I got like Jamie into it, got him a bunch of golf, and then Jamie became this like he was insane. He got super good at it, super talented. And then just pick it up and same thing it. with like Costin. I got Costin dialed, and then pretty soon like Costin gets so good, he's like Chris McGinley at Titleist. He's like making Eric his own clubs, putting his like he's got Scotty Cameron putters with his like you know with his name like stamped in it and everything pretty oh my God. but it was like cool because i was able to like connect these connect yeah. people with these things that they normally maybe wouldn't have done yeah you know what i mean and so it was just really really cool well that and everybody i mean i might appreciate other sports whether it's a golfer or a skateboarder and if i could be surrounded and get meet to, somebody in ping pong and get to know those people you know <laughs> it's just like you know, hey, I'm in this sport and I'm super stoked, but I appreciate what you do. And now, you know, to be able to like, no doubt, connect those. Is, yeah. Yeah. That's what we're in here. And, that, and if you think about it, when you really boil it down, when it comes to athletes, I don't care what sport that they're involved in. They have a passion for that sport. Yeah. And that passion, it's, it's a thread that runs from traditional sports to the most like niche sport out there. And when you get those people together, whether it's an Alex Honnold who's like free solo climbing something or Lonnie Kalk who's just like absolutely insane. And you put those people 
with someone who's equally gifted and amazing at something that they have never tried yeah. and you get them together they just like feed off each other and they froth off of each other and it's such it's a cool way of just expanding like okay yeah i was closed-minded and thought i only wanted to do this and now i met this person yeah. that just opened my eyes to this whole different world you know what i mean yeah so That's a lot life. a lot of yeah. um yeah a lot of what we talk about and we want to like kind of put out there and emphasis i can promote and, on the shops yeah yeah shops right yeah. so but but also i mean here you are team bk yep and like a small you're a small business right yep, yep. and that's kind of rad because we haven't really had another rep or a rep and talk about the organization yeah. and what not only you provide to retailers but what you provide to the athletes and, and well, the brand the, his the guys that he employs under oh for sure yeah. you yeah. know what i mean yeah, yeah like yeah. It, it's crazy it's not a one-man show it's not a one-man Heck show no. and, and lar was starting to late night was no starting chance. to bring that up about you know, you had that girl Shannon that was yep. doing a lot of your um, order entry and all that. But I mean, you know, a culmination of, of years and brands and growth and, you know, you need help, right? Yeah. But you have a big team. Well, and I was, like I said, blessed enough to have these brands where finances were coming in, right? They started coming in to, to the point where I was like, well, this is crazy. I did not come from money. This is like insane. I almost felt guilty. You know what I mean? And for me, I was like, I really wanted to give back to, to just, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just, I wanted to be more a part of things besides just like, okay, I'm going to take this and just like whatever. So, you know, prior to, well, while I was be, being a rep and everything, Vipe and I started the H2O Winter Classic. Yeah, we were, and we, so, we haven't even talked about that. Yeah. yeah, so that started because it was the, there was the OP um, Winter Surf. And that was like this thing where you had to be a pro to be in it or some, you know, it was like an invite, very like hard to get in kind was of a thing. Was it a snowboarding event? It was surf, surf and snow. Okay. Surf and snow. And, um, and so I remember going up and, uh, doing it up up bare and everything whatever but i was like we need to do that something like that for our friends yeah. for just the homies for like the, yeah. the the guys that can't aren't the elite of the elite right if that's you talk to everybody's doing the sports exactly yeah, you're seeing everybody you know and it's like yep no it's like celebrate both but yet but they they didn't were, do all three they just did two yeah just two so but that's how we started the h2o winter classic it was like yeah. I'm like, dude, let's do something with our friends and do something where, and I had all these kids that I was hooking up that were so gnarly, like gnarly snowboarders, gnarly, like and yeah. all this other stuff. And so we did that. And I mean, that went seven years. It ended up on ESPN and it got huge. It was crazy. Huge. I mean, we had like Blink-182 played a show. It was our, a, another, oh gosh, what's his name? That's their manager, Rick DeVoe. Yeah. So right. yeah, awesome guy. Yeah. Like just awesome guy. So he had, he had, just he was friends with those guys and he became their manager or whatever and they were tiny and no one really knew who they were and we literally they played for like 50 people at snow summit in the little lunch area <laughs> like you yeah. know it was like blink we had no effects pennywise like all these yeah. bands and 
You know, we Thank ended, you, Taylor, still, for putting how a lot many, of those guys on the map, too. You oh, know, that, like, well, how, many, how many years did that go? Seven years? Seven years, wow. yeah. I did, like, yeah. two or three of them, at least. You know, yeah. And then, they, and then they got final, bro? No, because <laughs> I was a pro surfer, and I didn't want to break myself. Oh. And each year... Oh, with the snowboard The part. jumps yeah. got... Bigger and bigger, like gnarly. And bigger, won it three times, dude. Dave, Dave Lee broke his back at our yeah. contest. That that was the year. I'm like, I'm done, because he literally broke right his before back. the event started. Like we're doing practice runs, and this pro snowboarder breaks his back, and I'm like, ah, all right, <laughs> yeah. Tap there's out. A, there's a couple I clear, and a lot I just freaking. Hit the side. I'm like, yeah. Eckert won it three years in a row. <laughs> He's gnarly. I mean, Troy's awesome. He, there's, yeah. there's another amazing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just so many good guys. Him, he was always a, a, you know, one of those guys that could do it all, right? And Dave Downing was always oh, like yeah. in the mix. Dave killed. Um, oh, gosh. Eddie Lee. Um, but I mean, there's just so many guys. Perfect, Ter- Terje came Perfect in timing. Like, you know, yeah. sports are on fire. It's unique and cool and different. And then, you know, yeah. And it was kind of combining what Volcom and SMP were doing with surf, skate, snow, music. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And Vibe really got into the music thing end of it to where we, the last one we ended up doing like a DVD. And we actually went up to like uh, Interscope Records and wow. met, uh, was it Iveen or whatever? Yeah. And met with him and those guys about what, what bands we were going to get to have on our thing. And, I remember going up and we were going up the elevator and we were with like Suge Knight was in there with his like bodyguards and they had like, they were packing like, like he needed a bodyguard like that guy. Yeah, was right. Saying. Exactly. <laughs> Scrawny little white guy in there. I'm just like, oh, whoa. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So nice. I mean, we've been able to do some just rad things. So for me, it was like, we're doing the events and then I've also had a passion for photography and video forever. So when I started doing really well with the shoe stuff and I had all these guys that, that I was hooking up that were just amazing and I was like okay like the only videos that are really getting put out are pros right there's not no one's doing anything for these ams and dude I, I kind of feel like some of these guys are as good as which, the pros which is super important because the ams are mostly associated with like shop yeah, writers exactly and that's how you connect with that which helps drive sales to the shop yes yeah. so there's that that's as important as yeah. having that marquee, you know, pro athlete, yep. you know. And that's where, like, you talk about shops, Liberty Board Shop. Yeah. Matt Pindra there was a, it, he was like a huge, I mean, he played a big role in my success was at Soltech and everything too. Like, he was one of the guys that went to bat and said, hey, man, like, the, it just, just rad stuff. Yeah. Matt was, like, amazing. So the first video that I did that I made was One Small Step. And um, so Colin Kennedy actually worked at Liberty. Well, he was like this Grom and Matt was like, there's this kid, he's like, I think he was 16 or 17 at the time. You'll, I'll have, I'm Colin Kennedy is later became a big skateboard filmmaker. Yes. He made, I know, well, I know he made skateboard, right? Yeah. And um, for DDS. And, and he's made some, subject, some right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And Colin's just such an awesome guy, too. Yeah. And so anyway, so I bought, so back then I was doing really well, right? And so now I, I had brought, um, so the pe- other people that worked for me, Arby Nahapetian worked for me. And he, he ended did? Up, yeah. From, so, uh, from Transport? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he, he was a sub rep for me. Um, Steve Ruff worked for me. 
And so Steve went on to um, basically run all the marketing. So he went over to Dragon because Raw Raw Reese is his cousin, and Raw didn't trust Steve to be the team manager of all that for like Forum Special Blend and all that at first. So Steve went to Dragon. He ran all the snow marketing stuff over there, and then Raw stole him, brought him over, and he basically ran the team. And when you see all the really like pop and forum stuff and special blend and foursquare and all that yeah steve was like behind the scenes making things happen over there for that and then obviously he's gone on to he was a uh one of the top agents doing all the uh snow and skate for uh so your wasserman group did you form a company for making videos so i made it yeah no i was right i was just doing it myself like because i was like like I said, I was into that and I had all these kids that were just amazing and I'm like, man, I want to give them a platform, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I wanted, for me, I wanted to promote them to help them to get onto my companies that I was working for. So like James Craig, like the where Team, Team BK even came from, James Craig was at my house and I think Danny Garcia and maybe Tom Krauser and a couple other guys and then we're all hanging out in the garage, whatever, and I was I was giving them, a, you know, giving them a bunch of shoes and stuff and and uh, James was like, dude, we're on Team BK, bro. That's He's like, awesome. you need to make stickers, man. We need to like do this and this and like. And if you know James, I don't know if you know I James. Love James. Oh, he's the best. He's just I love James. Absolutely the best, man. The, he's probably got one of the best board graphics ever created. He's the best. The, the one with him sitting next to Jack Nicholson. Oh yeah, yeah. The Laker board. Yeah, totally. Oh. So um, yeah, James is the one that came up with the whole term Team BK. Wow, okay. I would have never like put you know what i mean yeah. but it was kind of a joke at first like and then it just kind of stuck and so i had to form a corporation um because taxes were getting a yeah. little bit and so formed a corporation <laughs> exactly you know, I have to distribute the wealth somehow. <laughs> um yeah so it was like so formed a corporation called it team bk um distribution incorporated that's where that all started but with all the guys, I was like, dude, I want to have a platform for them. So I went and I bought the state of the art at that time it was called Media 100. So it was the best editing system that you could buy. I got VX 1000 cameras. I got a couple of those. I gave Colin one. So it was his first like legit camera. You gave him one? Yeah, I gave him one to, to film the whole video to do it. And, and so there was this lady that worked at Century Lenses. And her name was uh, Mary, and she made me a death lens. And at that time, I think myself, Chris Ortiz, there was only a few people that had those, you know. Um, and uh, and so I'm sure Ty Ty had one back then, whatever. But so I, you know, I went in there and and so back Team then. So BK started making videos. Yeah, yeah. So I started making making videos. I and, I always thought you were four one one. No, so for it's so funny because. Colin ended up filming for 411 okay. um, through that because what happened was, I, you know, going to all the local shops, right? So you have like your hot skates and your Liberty and then, you know, you go up and you have Val Surf and then you've got Ig, you know, and Dan was up at Ig and you had, you know, Donna Green Sector and all these shops had local spots. And back then, it's not like today where everybody knows where everything is. And back then, if you had a, had a spot, it was kind of a big deal, man. You didn't share it. Yeah. yeah, with skateboarding, skate spot. it was very, very secretive. Very, yeah. if they let you go there to film it, it was like you better not be telling people about this. You know what I mean? So, the, but they want you to see it. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, they all want to. They want you to see that's my spot. That, it's yeah. all hush hush. Yeah, 
So with one small step, it was basically the Liberty Board Shop crew. So it was that whole crew. Plus, like, um, I got some clips from Heath Brinkley, who is now Primitive. Um, I don't know if you know Heath. Um, so he did some filming as well. He had this kid, um, a Nathan. Oh, what was Nathan's last name? I can't remember. And then Gary Smith. And so he brought some extra footage into the thing as well. And then, um, and then the thing that kind of topped it all off. And, um, and I love him and rest in peace. Um, Sasha Steinhorst, who just passed away, um, in the last, uh, I think he passed away like a week or so ago. Um, he'd been battling cancer for a really, really long time. And so Sasha was the team manager for America and another just talk about a frother and a charger. This dude would show up at demos. And I remember going to demos with like Keith Kirchard and the, the whole team, right? And you've got Dandra Hobel and like, I mean. Gnarly dudes. Yeah, and these guys are like transition, just murdering it, skate. So, and Sasha's right out there with him, just <laughs> going off like he's on a team. You know what I mean? He was that guy. But Sasha, like, um, you know, I was doing the video and I said, hey, do you think, um, and again, I've always, you know, just been friends with the marketing guys and really gotten involved in all that stuff yeah. too. So, we were good friends, and I'm like, hey, I'm doing this video. And he's like, he came, saw some of the stuff. He's like, that's sick. And I'm like, I want to get some footage of some of the pros. And so Bob Bernquist had become a friend, and I asked Bob if I could get street footage from him. I'm like, dude, I want some street footage from you, not like vert stuff, you know? Yeah. And he's like, for sure, no worries. So he gives me footage, and then... Uh, Are you guys filming it, or his crew? And it is no, he just it. had footage, right? So oh, yeah. film Col yeah. Colin's filming the guys. Whatever, you know, we're yeah. like, you got like Gideon Choi. What's the film and, called again? One small step. One small step. Yeah, and so um, so Sasha gives me footage of um, Tom Penny, which literally at that time was like gold. You could no one knew where Tom was. He had disappeared, and Tom's like an enigma. Is almost he was like at that level of Tom Curran, right? Yeah. Of just like yeah, you're just like if you saw one clip, dude. Even if he's just ollieing something, and he's like, hey, I was just in you know over in you know England and stuff, and I shot some stuff with him that we're not gonna put in our video, do you want it? And I was wow. like, are you kidding me, <laughs> yeah. dude? Yes, please. And so I remember when we watched it, and I remember Colin, we, and Colin's the most, he's he's just a skate nerd to the like 10th degree. Like he could tell you every video, every trick, I mean, he's just hardcore. But I remember when we saw the penny footage, it was just like, this is an opener. oh my gosh. No, we were just gonna put it in the middle, but in order to like, sell this thing in shops it's like you got to have some names right because yeah. the kids that i had jane i mean they're big names now but back then most people unless you were yeah. local didn't know who they were yeah so so anyways we got that and then eric i hit up costin and i'm like hey do you have any footage that i could you know and he's like for sure he's like and i got some footage of mariano too wow and so i got footage of guy mariano and guy like tom was another one that you couldn't find any footage and of what did you want to do with this Make a video. We wanted to make the video and and just like and it was I, I just dudes that wrote for you, yeah. right? That yeah. you you were like, okay, I'm gonna promote them because that's just gonna help me. And it was promoting. It was promoting the brand. It was promoting the shops too mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. like the guys skated for the shops. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, so were you gonna make a video that you're gonna sell to shops or? What yeah, yeah, gonna... we were gonna distribute it. Okay. You know, and so I remember we talked to there was this I think it was called Video Action Sports. Yeah, VAS. Yeah, so they. Um, they distributed it and Paul Gomez. So right when we were finishing it, and we we're about to come out with it. It's when Hurley started. And I remember Bob. Um, so I was good. And yep. Paul's like, dude, we want to be a part of skateboarding. Like, can we, you know, we want to like sponsor your video. 
And I was like, sick, because I was just paying for everything myself, yeah. like everything. And I wasn't planning, it was just like, hey, this thing's costing me like literally like thousands of dollars. Yeah. And, um, and so he's like, yeah, we'll put in money and we'll, we'll distribute it through Hurley and that'll be, it'll help us launch the brand. Wow. And so I was like, sick, dude, let's do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, there's a Hurley logo on there, you know, and wow. that's when they had Bob Bernquist was yeah. like, so it, it, there was a tie back there, yeah. you know what I mean? So it made sense. And so I remember we did this, uh, so I'm trying, we're trying to edit this thing and my next door neighbor, he's this little wizard kid and we're, we're editing it. It's me, him and Colin putting it together. And back then it was like, if you were going to render a clip, and so say someone does a trick, right? And you want it to bleed into the next one. It would literally take, I can't even remember how long to do one clip would take like 20 minutes. Dude. It was insane. That's like me editing. It was just insane. <laughs> so, so the night before our premiere and Hurley's like promoted it. We're we, gonna we're gonna do it at the uh, How do we drop their logo in there? <laughs> yeah, we're gonna do it at the at the anti anti mall. They had this big screen, the whole thing, like Hurley paid for the whole thing. They were gonna it was all dialed in and I'm like, Colin, we're trying to like spit this thing out of my computer and it's not coming out. It hadn't rendered yet. And it's all, it's, there's glitches in it and Colin, we're just like freaking out. Like, dude, no, this is like, and Paul's like calling me. He's there. He's like, dude, there's, I like, need to see it. there's like three, 400 people down here. No, this is like the premiere is happening. Oh. And I'm like, we're, we're going to be there. We're gonna be. And I just remember driving there with the tape. We haven't even watched it through one time ourselves. And we knew parts of it weren't like Perfect. the way we wanted it yet. Yeah. And we did the premiere and I just remember being so stressed out and standing in the back and I didn't even like enjoy it because I was so, I'm just like, is something going to screw up? What's going to, you know what I mean? I was just yeah. freaking out, but it went off and everybody was like, yeah, so fired no up. No one's as uh, worried about the details. Oh it's, yeah. yeah you're your own worst critique. You and know, back sure. then every video had a slam section. So it's got an epic slam section in there too. So that was pretty, it was pretty classic. That's so That's cool. Awesome. So we, yeah, we gotta yeah. we gotta speed it up a little bit. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. But this is awesome. Yeah. Don't even. I mean, no, just the it's fact. It's your fault. You took too long to get here. I'm no, sorry. just 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 the fact that you know, and again, we'll we'll probably touch on this, you know, coming up to more recent times, but the marketing and and, and the layering of you know, athletes and shop participation and demos yeah. and, and that yeah. whole facet of like what it made it's, our industry so freaking cool and yeah. to be a part of and how awesome it is. It's yeah. kind of, you know, you you, you look to today and it's just like, eh, the, you know, like there's not yeah. a lot of yeah. that no. creativity and that, that connection with the shops. And, and, and we'll, you know, again, it's, it's, it's not anyone's fault. It's just the way right, social yeah. media has fulfilled a lot of those holes and sure. you know back then there wasn't that it was like yeah. a magazine once a month and you waited for that video and you know now it's everybody's their own promotion and mm -hmm. again but i really like that era where you oh, know gosh. it's oh, like so many so many events yeah and so many um cool things to highlight yep. not only yeah. the athletes the sport the shop for sure but the culture yeah and Honestly, you know, when I look back at those days, skateboarding um, did a lot more than other things. You know, oh, I mean? like snowboarding yeah. did some stuff, but like skateboarding demos and well, we, we ended up putting on like the the 
the Team BK put yeah. up or shut up three on three tournament, yeah. which became gigantic. Yeah, that's, I was going to bring that up. The the basketball and that training. was a way to get competing brands because I was always like. Dude, when I first started, there was only 40 stores in Southern California. The whole thing from the Mexican border yeah. all the way up. There yeah. was 40. Yeah. And everybody rode together. Did like It was like there was it was a brotherhood. Yeah. And it was like, at that time, it was like, everybody was, it was just like, everyone's after each other. It's all this competition. I'm like, I told Pierre, I'm like, dude, let's do, and Eric Cost Costin was super into basketball. We were all super into basketball. So let's do a, a, He's a, a put up or shut. Yeah. And he's a Clipper fan too. <laughs> yeah. He is, dude. He is. No, he's not. Um, he is. But, no, he probably isn't. We couldn't get Laker tickets. We were trying to. That's what, in, in like, they were too expensive and you could get good seats and the Clippers, they had buy one. He is a diehard Clipper fan. <laughs> and Late Night with Chalky are there you go. Laker fans. Yeah, it's all good. I, I don't know so much anymore. I know. LeBron guy. Yeah, right. Le, so. LeBarn? LeBarn. <laughs> no, but. Uh, yeah, so that, and we did the golf tournament for the industry. And it's yeah. just. Bringing people dude. together because at the end of the day, dude, we all... Well, we yeah. we we bring that up a lot and it's it's not about the one brand that's paying... Because one brand helps pay the bills, but it doesn't carry the industry, yeah, you know? Yeah. Like, we need... You want everybody to We need register. everybody to yeah. participate and you rep yeah. brands, he reps brands. We're all reps. Yeah. We all want each other to succeed. We For want sure. this, You know, it's all... No doubt. Yeah. So, there's, there's, so yeah, that basketball thing was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. It was, so it was through We active? had the Laker girls, dude. Yeah. Was that through Active or was it like... No, I was just... It was you doing it, but... we Active was always in the finals because Shane was always bringing sandbaggers with him uh, so could take people down. Yeah. Him and Chris Cole. Chris yeah. Cole always had a good team too. Hey, <laughs> we had some good basketball lunch breaks at, with Dr. Gia at the... You know the who church. had a good team too was Joel Joel Nelson would oh, bring yeah. like he would bring the split team would be gnarly yeah. dude he had these two where, warehouse guys with yeah. quotations. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where's their pay sub? <laughs> no, dude, Ken Ken uh, from DC uh, block, block Ken Block shows up in his gigantic RV right and out walks what looks like a stinking NBA <laughs> squad and we're like. Bro, these guys yeah. don't work in DC. Yeah. Are you kidding me right now? So, so, so um, good. I wanted to healthy okay. competition. <laughs> we, we were starting to talk about it, but yeah, and, and your team BK, yes. not the skate team, yep, but the people your sons work for you, yep, right, yeah. And then you have Jeff Kakawa, you have Keith Culver, Keith Culver, yeah. So, so yeah. Man, if I was gonna rat, it started with Arby, Steve. Shannon, um, Elizabeth, she worked at Surfside. She worked for me. Casey Carver, Wallace Mills, Charlie Manos. Charlie's a, Charlie and Wally are both uh, head design, lead designers, production guys. They all Steve work for TVK so, too? Yeah. Um, and then, uh, oh gosh, Bud. Um, Master Paulo. Bud Master Paulo. He yeah. has a real estate business now. Travis Fisher. Uh, yeah, Jeff. And then Key's been with me for like 17 years. So um, yeah. See that's it's, uh, that's another thing Jeff's about with me for loyalty. Small businesses, you're a small business for sure. You provide not just for you and your family. You're providing for other people. Yeah, you know, and, and that's that's insane. Well, and like you say, you can't do it alone. And without those guys, I, Team BK is not Team BK. Yeah, like hands down, there's no way we can do the videos. There's no way we do the events. Yeah. there's no way that we can service accounts and do those things. And, and that's why I think starting a sales agency and having that where it's like, it's, it's like we're, we're in a position where we can actually like help the shops promote our brands mm-hmm. to sell in the shop, but also like 
build the brand you know what yeah. i mean and it's yeah. just like whenever we take a brand on it's like we pretend it's our brand like yeah. we own it you know and yeah, like, i, I and love that about what you guys do and done and email email too yeah yep yep but you yeah. got you dive you know you it's wrecked, full service but yeah it's full service yep. but you've you've gone into categories or sports or industries yeah. that maybe you didn't have yeah. like all the you know the experience with yep. but you have throughout like that period of you know like you said you embrace it like it's your own you're like yeah you know what do you so surf skate snow well, electronics well, we to and we didn't even talk about accessories. We didn't even to, talk about Nixon. Yeah. I mean, Nixon, so, so let's let's yeah. let's start. <laughs> let's start first with Soltech. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Initially, it was Etnies. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. Yeah. And then Sheep, but it didn't become Sheep. Well, it was Etnies, and then the guy that owned the the mark to Etnies basically was going to take it away from Pierre. Wow. This was in '95. Just as things are starting to like... Yeah, like 94, 95. And so go. then Pierre, they started S in America. So that way, if the guy took it away, we would have something. That's how S in America got going. Sheep came a little bit after that. Cause you had guys like Mike Banzuri and that Ed Templeton and that crew. Those guys were all, you know... The, and, yeah, yeah. Be, before it was like a thing, yeah. right? Um, they were they were doing that stuff. But um, yeah, and then like Pierre, like I said, he was like always down to look outside the box I took him to a surf contest and I was like, dude, we should be making sandals, dude. We, we make footwear. Why don't we should make sandals for surfers? Surfers Ooh, like wow. skate yeah. and let's just make some like little, just cheesy little 99 cent flip flop things. You know what I mean? And he went to the fielder and beyond, you know, he, he saw it a whole different. And then also, God, was, now I, I forget you guys made sandals, but yeah. And then also with, with, uh, snow, um, I base I was like, dude, we should be doing snowboard boots. Cause I was sewing the snow thing. And I was sponsoring like Eddie Lee at the time, and Eddie Lee came in and ended up being the guy that basically ran the team, put it together, put Peter Lyon on. That was the first big pro that we had I'm on there 32. and stuff. Yeah, thirty-two. I mean, I still have one of the very first pairs of thirty-two boots sitting in my garage. You know, it's like it's cool. Yeah. So yeah, it was like Soltech was like the first one that really. I mean, those, those other ones, you know, SMP was really the one that kind of catapulted, but then. Soltech made it to where I was like, okay, I could have a team. You know what I mean? I could, yeah. I could actually hire other guys, have a squad. Yeah. And then Nixon came in, and you and know, Nixon is Chad Denena. Right? Yep, Chad and, and he Blatt. came H two O two. Yes. Yeah. So that's how I met him originally. Him and Brandon Lillard. Um, yeah. Brandon Lillard worked there as well. So it was like this little San Diego. I can't. I, I forget that those guys worked at that store. Uh -huh. So heavy. Amazing, right? Yeah. Well, how, how did they end up at that store? Because in of Vipe. Beach? Because Vipe was in Point Loma. That's right. Yes, okay. exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And and Chad was going to Long Beach State. Ooh. Chad was actually dating this girl. And at one point, I remember he was super sad and he was going to move and whatever. And then at that time, uh, Vipe was like, you know, the shop was so popping. And he helped Chad get... Um, an internship thing at Transworld, if I remember correctly, and that's kind of how his whole thing got. And then he was the ad sales guy and ended up meeting everybody. And and then when he started Nixon, he hit me up and he was like, "Hey, you want to come in and be the third guy and you can run sales for us, and I'm going to do marketing and Andy's the you know product and production and business guy." So you're the third guy, and I would be the third wing partner in the thing, right? And then and I was just I had just did they, did they ask you to yeah. put in? Yeah, well, I just bought our house here in Huntington, and Chad was talking to me about it, and I was just like, 
it was just the wrong the timing wasn't right but then the cool thing was he was like hey any you know for the reps that came on at the beginning he let all the reps um were able to have a little piece of it right out of the gates so and that's supplement how, the you know the hardships of starting oh, a pioneering a brand but, it was you know? amazing you know what i mean wow. and, yeah. and so he got the best he had all the burton reps because andy came from burton he uh you know, and they just, I mean, Nixon was just absolutely amazing. I mean, I remember sitting in design meetings with like Colin McKay and, you know, just the, the you know, the guys Nix, like. Nixon was the Stussy Burton Nike of watches yes, yeah. at one point in time. Yeah, sure. and you had like Mike Mahaley and all those guys, yeah. that, that crew down there. And, you know, people from like Jim at Pack Drive and his like, just, yeah, Nixon was just so So epic. you're pretty much like the first rep. Yeah. Or one of them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Doing like that, you know, having and having an agency for sure. I mean, yeah. everybody else was just a single rep, you know, and I was just like, and all the brands were like, well, if I get more help and I would always get guys that were athletes too. the guys that like Steve Ruff was a ripping snowboarder. He ended yeah. up like, I mean, he was riding for joyride, you know, Charlie Mano, same thing. He was gnarly. Like these guys were like super, you know what I mean? And then and then Bud was work, he was living in my backyard and for a few years and and he was with me forever and then that's when things really started taking off. I mean yeah. it was just like insane. The and, heyday. Yeah, and then we did like a New Horizon was another skate video that we made. And then fast forward you're talking about events how people don't really do them anymore. Yeah. When we brought on GoPro a few years ago, it was like and Keith, that's what I love about Keith comes from he I met you know he was working at Identity Board Shop. And he, and he worked for Active too, or no? No, 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 no. His wife did. Though, His right? wife did, yeah. yeah, Trius did. And so, and Keith is like, he reminds me of myself so much. I mean, he's super passionate about actually doing everything, you know, surfing, skating, snowboarding, he's super moto. in the moto. He started the whole, you know, he's, he's one of six guys that started Wolf Enduro and all that stuff. So, and he's just, it's, it's so awesome when you have people that are passionate like you are and they're like they're they have that same like ethos and fire to get yeah. out and like you know, keith and i have done so many just insane events together it's yeah. like and having brands that are down for well, it he's been with you for 17 years that goes to show like the great relationship and yeah you know value you have in each other because yeah. most often not you you bring somebody on they see where you're at and of course if anybody that's like has a boss like well i want to be the boss yeah. you know i want to yeah. be that guy and right. then you know you hit crossroads or whatever but you know you guys are a good team that's yeah. not very common at all no where you know well something that i like it's almost I, like a marriage yeah yeah it's and, like it yeah, is. It yeah, is. yeah for sure well and something that that i one of a good friend of mine um he said hey every man wants to be his own man yeah. So I don't even look at it like boss or anything. It's like Keith is Partner. a Keith is an owner in Wolf Enduro, right? His own brand that he's they're rocking. They do stuff with Fox. They do stuff with all kinds of big. I mean, they're they're like they go right and yeah. like and then Keith and I together we started a hat brand together called Seasoned USA. Yeah. Um, which we are in the process right now of partnering up with Mitchell and Ness, and it's gonna we're it's exciting stuff that's happening yeah and um and then beyond that we started a production company together called hidden notice and we did it so it's like so this for guy me this is me off so so it's like hey you know what and we like we were making music videos for warner brothers you know what i mean we, we ended up meeting devin sarno who's this amazing guy that ran all the visuals for warner brothers he saw a piece that we did on tim stamps called one you know the sound of dust 
and he reached out to us. Hey, have you guys ever done music videos? And we're like, uh, no. He's like, you guys want it? And we went up there. Yes, and, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? But so yeah. I guess what I'm saying is if that. If you're passionate about something, you're, you're putting out good content, good product. Yeah. You know, it's going to get around whether it's all it's, relative. But, so, you know, it, yeah. In, ha in having someone, someone like Keith, it's just like, I look at it like when I, when I got started, someone gave me opportunities. Yeah. Right. And pay it forward. And like I said, I feel like he's a lot, you know, just that loyalty and stuff. Like I had an opportunity to burn Jason back in the day. I've had opportunities to burn people along yeah. the way. And it's just yeah. like, that's just, You've only burned us. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I only burned people in that heat when I got the record for the most interferences. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you, you talk about like video and content and, and, and stuff you put out. Tell us about things reps say. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, it's actually awesome. shit, shit reps say. Or, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but that actually... We, the, we got to do that again. <laughs> we got to do that again. So that basically came from... So, okay. So my time at Girl Skateboards was just amazing um rick howard and megan baltimore that crew they're just i love all of them like they're just they're just amazing 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 people and so anyways they they gave us so much freedom and when you work for girl in skateboarding it's like walking in with steve graham with smp right yeah and so and rick was always up to do something different yeah so it was like oh let's like Let's do a collaboration with Polar Camp stuff, and let's get let's do tents, and let's go do this thing over here. And there, he's super into basketball and all that. So let's do this thing over here, and let's do this over here. And man, so much fun, you know what I mean? Is there's so many things that you've done that I, the Harlem Shake video things. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? Did you ever see those? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Like, well, go, well, going going back before we go to the Harlem Shake, going back to the shit rap say. Chris Roberts, who's that girl, nine, who nine might club. be one of the funniest human beings. Nine Club. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. amazing. He's hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. Like, uh, he's amazing. Yeah. So, um, he basically had, he had done that shit skateboarder say or whatever, yeah. right? And so then Aaron Meza and Rick and all those guys were, dude, let's do one on reps. Yeah. And so we we're like, so oh good. man, let's go. So we went with Meza and we went up to E.T., Cause we're like this shop's perfect. Et still looks the it's same, a, right? It's a, it's a garage the, that back closet. Corner, yeah, it's the best. And yeah, it just that video just it went and, viral. It went nuts. And as reps, you, you relate. Know, we we relate, but we also have gone through all the same. Yeah, we say the same shit. We say the same stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but we've had the fixture come apart. We've had yeah. late samples. We had to work off cads. We you know we you've done a penalty rights. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Thirteens. <laughs> Easy, Locky. <laughs> okay. So, so shout out to Pat Lawler because oh my when we were like thinking, okay, what are we gonna say? We we recruited Pat to help us with the lines, and Pat's just hilarious. I mean, yeah. he might be one of the funniest dudes I yeah. know. So, so yeah, he helped us with that stuff too. Yeah. It was so much fun. I bet. But again, Keith was like the perfect like, you know, Keith's like the. Uh, you remember those commercials, Mikey? Mikey. Like Mikey will do it. Yeah, Mikey exactly. Likes it. Like, he won't need it. He hates everything. <laughs> yeah, right. So I was in Keith. I'm just like, okay, Keith's gonna be perfect for this. He's not jaded. He's still green. Oh, he's, he's still like, kind of like the clean cut. Like he was but. so he crushed it. Absolutely slayed it. <laughs> that thing goes viral. Yeah. And then he gets hit up by Tennis Warehouse to do a, a commercial acting like he's Andre Agassi. <laughs> they flew him 
up to San Luis Obispo and paid him money to do an ad that that actually ran during the Austra- see that. by the Australian Open. No, that it way. is I'll incredible. Send it to you guys. Yeah, it's amazing. We got to see that. Yeah, that's like so. the, those like Sasquatch or whatever that like the guy that's the doing Jack those, Links or uh, yeah, you know, like yeah. they're doing the like Instagram commercials right. and stuff. The, so, anyways, it just seems perfect timing, and it's you know tongue in cheek, oh, and yeah. it's just like. Yeah. It's freaking funny. It, it's, it's it's like... it was amazing. Yeah, that one was like, and then we did one with Duke at Surfside. And it was uh, shits uh, uh buyers Buy- so yeah, she's, yeah, and and we knew that Duke would be amazing, oh. right? His dry sense of humor and just like he's not afraid to offend anybody. Like yeah. we had so much fun with Duke on that one. That was a good so time good. for sure. So yeah, no, it's all those things, man. It's like. I just like, look, you just look at it and it's like, how stoked are we that we get to do what we do? Yeah. yeah. And the people that we get to interact with, the shop owners and hey, there's stress that comes along with it. You know what I mean? And it's hard for a lot of these shop owners. You go through like 2008 when that all happened, seven and eight, it was like so gnarly. And, yeah. you know, even like with COVID and stuff, actually COVID has been a blessing for a lot of the hard goods stores. You know what I mean? They've, yeah. they've had a, a big Silver boost Lee. for sure. And, um, but I mean, to continue, you know, my thing is just like, we want to always continue to bring that stuff. Like yeah. when we started doing GoPro, we started doing these things called super clinics. And so we would invite the shops. Well, we did this one thing at Pismo and we had like 13 stores that ended up coming. Cause we're like, it's kind of far. Indians? Yeah. We're like, it's yeah. kind of far, right? How many people are going to drive up there? But dude, we had Donnie and Jeremy and Nate, the whole crew from pharmacy, right? They come out, they bring razors, three wheelers. And then Keith and we brought motorcycles. We had 50s and we had these other ones and we were giving them away as prizes, right? To the to shop people that had like done a killer job through the year. And we're just ripping around Pismo and like Dave Downey came up with uh, Alex um, Andrew. I don't know if you guys know Alex Andrews. Mm-hmm. Like, so he came up, he was helping him with all the snow, but he brought up a bunch of boards. So we had surfboards for people to surf. We had motorcycles for people to ride, three wheelers, razors, so cool. hung out all night. Nate was like spinning, you know, Nate from pharmacy yeah. that runs the, and he's an insane DJ. He's yeah. amazing. And it was just amazing. Like Jimmy from the forts there. We've got just this, this group of retailers. Yeah. And like, by the time the thing's done, everyone's like that much more stoked about, yeah. man, this is why we do this. Yeah. And, and, and that's I'm what's I'm glad great. we have somebody like Team BK to not only you you create things to make it fun and include yeah bring people together yeah people together you know with it be it like things like that or the show yeah i mean like well that's another one like the show and then it's i mean how many years do we talk about like asr is gone we need to do like you know there's these little teeny regional rep shows but we got to do a better job at it right it's like you know, yeah. We could, you know, everybody's like throwing ideas, and I don't know. I kind of threw it at you quite a few times, knowing your background, and all of a sudden here comes this show. Yeah, yeah. And you guys, you know, did a great job of you I mean, know, connecting LA to San Diego, and yeah. you know, flying, you know, How flying, but, you know, yeah. bringing in, you know, people that yeah, that and, matter, and even adding, you know, getting a half pipe and. Well, yeah, you know, and giving, giving it away, and, and <laughs> yeah, good, you know, goodie bags and giving yeah. back is, I mean. Shop buyers and shop employees and people helping out, a lot of times, you know, like they don't get the appreciation that they should, you know, and or the owners doing the buying and, you know, the shop guys, 
you know, there's sometimes a disconnect. And that show was like, hey, bring bring some shop kids. No you know, doubt. bring some buyers. Bring your, like, team, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, we're going to feed you guys. And, you know, there would be giveaways and stuff. And it, it just kind of... And then, and then bringing in expanded guys expanded the reach of yeah. what it should be. Bringing guys like Ray Barbie to play music yeah. while we're all there. Have like Mochi come in and do art and then give the art away. Have Andy Jenkins do a painting and give that away. Yeah, it's just like yeah. I mean, it's like it's you're, it's you're the whole culture, ass, right? It's yeah. like which you're, which you're, you could do selfishly with just your group and your brands, but it doesn't resonate. And if you include everybody, then it's. One less expensive for everybody because yep. costs everybody pretty much nothing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But then it includes everybody, yep. and it's a one-stop shop for all the retailers to be able to like. Yep. I didn't have to get interrupted for three weeks in a row for an hour a day here, two hours a day there. I had to go here. You know, it's like yeah. they could set aside or schedule for two days or one yeah. day or whatever, and be yeah. like, "I'm going to nail all this work out of out of the way." It's which awesome. Is, you know, yeah. Which is awesome. It is. It's killer yeah. for all of us as and reps, and it's great for the shops. Yeah, and it's great for the brands. The brands get to come and see. It's just it's and it's not, reps and, and and it's not corporate. That's yes trying to yeah you know do their thing, which they have now to we do. just need the brand to chip in more. Yeah. Right? <laughs> wait, is there a wait, commercial yeah. break? Wait, yeah, wait, wait, what? <laughs> um, no, but um, <laughs> but every I mean time time is money, and we always talk about like how how hard it is you know to to get that appointment with. The buyer, the shopper, sure. or whatever, and 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 get that one on one, and you know it, it's it's tough. Like, I think so much of it too is like getting them back to remembering why did they open the store, why do they do it, yeah. And if you're just going to a show and it's just to go in there, get grinded by reps to try and put an order in yeah. and do this and that, and it's it do, it doesn't have this feel of like okay, I just showed up and I'm with all of my good friends, we're having killer food, it's free. There's yeah. no security guy asking for my pass. Yeah. It's like I'm in here it's just free flowing yeah. and it's just amazing. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like cool, I'm down. Now all of a sudden the buyers are like, dude, when's the next show? I yeah. can't wait to go. Yeah. And you're like, wow, there's no palm teeth. It's, it's productive, like, it's intimate, and it's like, again, it's a good, it's a good buzz and, and it's a good environment with 100%. like everybody just, you yeah. know, they're you know, one to get their, their job done, but to yeah. hang out and slap high fives and, yeah. you know, hang out. Yeah. And, and, you know, doing those things and what I would encourage anyone that is listening that's not a rep or someone that's trying, like, you know, so many people are just like, oh, I don't have the money for that. I don't have the time to do that. It's like, if you if you love it, you put the time into it and you yeah. like give back and you do these things, it's like, it comes back like yeah. so much more than you could ever expect. I mean, yeah. even GoPro, when we first started there, we did those super clinics and it was like, hey, we just, we went and got the campgrounds at Leo Creo and then we call other reps and it's like, hey. Mark, bring the firewire boards. Hey, this you know this person, bring this. This person, bring that. And then yeah. that's how the guys at Super Seventy Three were friends with the, the our sales manager GoPro, and he he had them come to our thing. Yeah. We have this like all day. Everyone's in there, and and you know it is a little bit scary because if someone gets hurt, I mean there could you know there's people are so happy these days. It's unfortunate, you know. Yeah. And in what we do, there's consequences. Yeah. But we had like the guys at Kate and they come up there and they bring a winch and they're winching people into like, I mean, crazy stuff, right? We're just having so much fun going all night. And then at night, everyone edits their footage. We show movies and then we give out all this stuff, do a barbecue, spend you, the night. You piss me off. So cool. <laughs> yeah. You, and it's, you, you come up with too many good ideas and too many good events <laughs> and make it fun. That's, that's, 
It sucks, BK. I kind of think if it wasn't, if it, if we weren't having fun with it, yeah, I I don't think that it, it just. So, why do it, man? So because we, like you can sell any cause, widget cause, out there. Because you you went you know you you spoke about it and we know this ever so clear is we're in sales. It's a grind. Yeah. No matter if your brand oh, is yeah. really successful oh, or yeah. you're pioneering a brand or it it's you got to hit this number you got timelines you got you know you're you know there's a lot of moving parts and it's stressful yeah and so, you have to have these you know takeaways and, and you got to reset and you got to have some fun or you're just going to go crazy and it's not fun anymore and yeah why am i doing this and you got to have guys that are in it with you yeah and so to have keith and billy and emil and jeff it's like our crew is just like when travis was with you know he's in tennessee now it's just like they're, everyone's in, dude. We're yeah. all having so much fun, just locking arms and like, let's go, man. Let's yeah. do this. And good things happen to good people, right? And bad things happen. Yeah, yeah, to for good sure. People. And here we are, right? We're in this industry. Good people. And you work for for. I've worked for a bunch <laughs> of different brands. Larson's pretty much been with Ruka for a long time, but you've gone on a roller coaster of like yeah. good brands that turn to crap. Oh yeah, and then yeah, yeah. but. Yeah, because is, of who you are, right, and and the work, and the dedication that you put into your brands, they have a better, you know what I mean? Oh like yeah. What you 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 kind of have a Midas touch, you know, because of what you put in, the ideas and the work and the fun and the creativity, like GoPro, right? Yep. That brand missed or was like the biggest thing ever. Right. Yep. And for a long time there, they 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 went they went to the mountaintop, and then they fell. In yeah, the they're gone. And then now you're kind of creating another little surge for it. Yeah. Right. People are picking it back up. You know, shops are are carrying it, and yep. that's that's what sales reps were supposed to do. Yep. Right. Yep. Close. Yeah. But you you you've done it in a really cool, creative, you know. Yeah, I always kind of just say we're not really like sales guys at Team BK as much as we're like marketers of our brands yeah. and and we're relationship guys. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's it's, and we always like hearing the relationship side because you might be with a brand one day and another brand next year and, and, and you know, and, and you're only as good as your word and, and your relationship yeah, with the sure. shops. Like if BK is going to pioneer something, why would a shop believe in it well yeah, OBK's sure. in it like I'm gonna believe yeah. in in you and I'm gonna believe in the, in the brand and give it a chance at least yep. give you that you know that conversation hey you know present it let's see if it makes worse and you, I know you got my back for you sure know? Yeah. but like this is from one of our uh, from our guests and we knew you were on the pipeline for a long time on this interview and it's like what brand like surprised you you know whether it was like a brand that was you know something you had to pioneer that became super successful let's mm -hmm. you know or a brand that was super established that just you know i mean there's a lot of moving parts yeah yeah, you know, yeah but yeah. let's just take like a brand that you know you, you just you took a risk on something. and you didn't you know like hey if it turns into something it might was it the risks you know? i was just gonna say honestly oh, it's rasta cloud i would rasta, have to say rasta, rasta cloud's yeah. not the biggest thing we've ever done but but the, but the success it's a shoelace that's made into a bracelet it's so and so this and so this <laughs> but, all goes back to what you were talking about having relationships with the shops yeah whether it's 
the owner, and if you go in, and I always tell the guys, like, you don't just go into a store and find the buyer or the owner and talk to them, get an order and leave. Yeah. Get to know everybody in the store, you know what yeah. I mean? Because it's just get like, them psyched on I know the what it was like to be the dude that was like, you know yeah. what I mean? And when the rep came in and they're talking to Paul, but the guys that showed interest in me, I was just like, whoa, dude, that guy, like, this, this guy, like, actually, like, said what's up, you know? So Daniel Cassidy was at Liberty Board Shop. And he was just making these bracelets. And, you know, we became friends. And Daniel's just another amazing human being. Just a lot of beautiful people through this whole thing. But he starts this little bracelet thing, right? By yeah. just selling them different things, whatever. And we ended up going out to lunch. And he was he wanted to talk to me about, hey, I'm thinking about doing shoelaces. Would you guys be down to maybe wrap some shoelaces? And we can get them into some of the bigger shoe accounts and the pack suns and the tillies whatever and, and i was like yeah well let's sit down Dude, i mean daniel's your friend of course let's sit down let's yeah. talk let's see what's up and so we sit down and then by the end of the conversation he's like hey do you guys want to rep the bracelets and i'm like yeah i guess yeah it's you dude for sure yeah we're I gonna would, help we're gonna give i'm not like a bracelet guy i don't really wear bracelets but it's you so we're selling daniel yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. like I believe in you. I believe in what you're about. So we're down, you know? And that was a that was a brand that was uh that one surprised me, man. Yeah. I had no clue. Like we came in and it went in there and just like boom, it just went. You and know? he came from Liberty, right? Yeah, he came from yeah. Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. And and basically it's skate shoe laces. Yeah, yeah. That he Yeah, he has the patent on that for a bracelet made, made out of shoe. Uh, bracelets. He braids yeah. into bracelets. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah, it's yeah. intricate. You know, he would uses be different color bracelets. How yeah. good he does with it, dude. He's going with uh, yes. Richard Branson now. He's hanging out with him on his island. Like I think he, I think he's maybe signed up, or he's gonna be one of the first people to fly to the moon or whatever on Shut Richard Branson's the front thing. Door. Yeah, I promise. That's wow. so epic. <laughs> From bracelets, dude. From bracelets. That's awesome. Out of a skate shop. It's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. And so he's got FU money now. He's yeah, going to the moon. It, it's really, it's <laughs> well, really, really. Yeah. And but but the, the cool thing about Daniel too, he's he the things that he believes in, he's giving back to and doing a great job there. And it's just, yeah. I don't know, just you know, there's there's so many cool people that we've we've been in the mix with. Was there any other? Did you have any other question questions or? Well, yeah. I mean, I got a lot of questions. I, I you know. Sorry, I'm like. I mean, get diary of the mouth. No, <laughs> no what, this is like, awesome. <laughs> without throwing it like. Any brands under the bus, you don't have to name names. Right. Yeah. Under the bus? Bus. Under the bus. <laughs> what brand did you like you get and you're like, oh my gosh, I got this brand, we're gonna kill it, and it just didn't. You know, without naming you know, was there was there a brand you know, or were they all just gosh, kind of, I don't even want to say anything bad about any No, you, you don't have to name mean. a name, but they're the same. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I've, there had, was, a, I've you know, had a couple. I had a, you had, yeah, a couple had a couple that you were just like yeah, there was a couple that I thought were positioned, and I thought the product was perfect, um, but I think the product was a little bit too soon, actually. Yeah. And so I think we, the product was amazing, the riders, the t everything was on point. Yeah, that just and goes yeah. to show, hey. like, that happens. <laughs> Wait, we're not allowed to yes. say any Yes, it allowed, was Vaughn We're not Vaughn. allowed to say any names. But Good it, guess. But it, <laughs> I was just putting two to two together. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Wow. I'm trying to, trying to our second guess. <laughs> Hey, I'm intuitive. Man, I listen. You are so smart. I listen. <laughs> We're not allowed to say it, but but here's the here's the bottom line because if this person is hears this, man, like the 
what really matters, you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. we're... Can't take your money with you. You can't. We talked about that. There's no U-Haul behind the hearse, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we can sit here and think we're building a kingdom, but it's like, yeah. man, no, it's like, you know what? For me, it's like, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. And those things aren't things. No. Those are the fruit of the Spirit, man. That's about love, joy, peace. Forgiveness. Forgiveness, kindness, gentleness. And, when, and that right there, to me goes full circle with like everything that you've done our in whole life. and our whole industry man yeah. yeah all these people we all come from different walks different you know what i mean but we all have that common thread of yeah. like doing the activities being passionate about the activities man and we connect on those things and then it gets deeper and it gets beautiful we're gonna end yeah. it on that because that was beautiful um bk team bk sure. the godfather Sorry, Bobby Lockhart, of skateboard, surf, snow. Um, I'm stoked that we finally got you on the show. Dude. You've yeah. shared a bunch of amazing things. Uh, you do, let's just talk about what you do now. You do yeah, GoPro, yeah. Polar. Yep, Polar's back. Super 73, Super where's our bikes? Yep, yep. <laughs> and the Super 70, yeah. They're amazing. And Garrett said he's he's got... Just, <laughs> Get in line, I guess is what he was saying. Get in line. Right? Exactly. Yeah, get in line. Um, Rostclot. Rostclot. Diamond. Diamond. Which, shout out to Nick at Diamond, the fact that he still owns his company and does it the way he wants to do it. And That's shout off. out to the to J- Lopes and the crew over there. Oh, yeah. Amazing crew. Yeah. It's the Lopes. And then uh, the newest brand that we brought on was Theragun, uh, Therabody. Yeah. And which is so exciting. And we've got just some, ins- we talk about events. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to like pop the top on anything right now, but we got some stuff in the works that's gonna just like Can all you, the things we've done. Get ready, there's more coming. And, and of course, your range, your, your, your own brand. Yep, range. Yeah, and uh, we didn't really get to speak on on that, but we could do a whole another yeah we could show yeah to, that. no you know, I, I, like, to talk about that, that and, and, yeah. and yeah. we'll do that as a follow up. Yeah, and we'll just talk about for sure the amazingness of that. Yeah, you know, natural, you know, oils that do wonders. Yeah, it is. It is seriously. Another cool one that we brought back on Sim snowboards. I swore I would never do snow ever again in my life. Yeah, and go anyone that doesn't know, man, Sims is thinking they're doing it, man. They're doing it right in a big way. Shane, the crew over there, Ray. Teddy, they they they're they're doing it, man. Like just since, since just when you thought noise. you were out, they pull you back in. It's so much fun. Yeah. I'm having so much fun with it. It's really cool. Yeah, but you know what? I'm gonna ride next winter. <laughs> yeah, we got you guys. Hey, we got you guys. I, I, I I'm on the mountain anytime. Hey, like let's you do said, this. I get, we get you, looking good. Get you guys dialed in. Hey, um, and thank you guys, man, for like doing this. Like, I I look at what you guys are doing, and it's this is like, oh man, before I forget. There's another new one that we brought on too, and it's beneath. B N T H. B N three T H. Oh yeah. Yeah, pretty tricky, right? Yeah. Matt Keenan would have been so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we love you, man. It's an East Coast West Coast thing. It's that delay. It's like a three-hour delay. My brain was farting again. Woo. Yeah, no. Um, Matt's amazing. You know, they showed us the goodies, him, and and it was just like. This stuff's amazing, yeah. and we're doing we're doing the two wheel space for them, two wheel and power sports. So nice. yeah, super so it's, fun. It's like comfortable like underwear and 
like work out where to exactly nice. I mean the way he says it is your boys are going to be really happy nice so yeah no shout out to Matt and the crew um, we're super pumped sweet yeah this is a good and so I don't get killed when I come back as well we have one new addition to the team which is Steven Troya nice yeah yeah so yeah he lived around the corner from our family have known him forever sponsored him hooked up with his shoes and he did stuff with Oliver for a while with uh, Nike and yeah, he's, he's uh, hitting all the diamond stuff for us and killing it, doing a great job. So shout out to Steve and the whole crew. Nice. Much love. Perfect. So rad because if, if we don't have the independent retailers, yeah, this doesn't happen. Yeah. We're not having this conversation today. For sure. Right? And, and, if, and it's, it's, you know, re- retailers are what is going to fuel and keep everything moving know, forward. No doubt. But it's the people, it's the history you know, yep. like, you know, showing where we've, where we've been and the ups and downs of the industry and the changes and everything that we're going through. Yep. But it's, it's the passion that is like, what yep. is the driving force? Yeah. You, you know, everybody that's in this is because we eat, sleep, drink, live, yep. like yeah. surf, skate, snow, whatever, it, whatever is music. I mean, everything encompassing, you know, comes together, but you know, for you is BMX and then it yep. got into skateboarding yeah. and it got into surf and, you know, same with you and same with me. I mean, it's, yeah. that's the common denominator is just passion about we're kids yeah. at heart yeah. and at mind. And we want to be able to, like, I tell my kids all the time, if I didn't have to work, I'd be at the beach, I'd yeah. be going shredding, I'd be at the mountain snowboarding. You know, that's what we want to do. And yeah. for the businesses out there, man, if you keep it that and you keep that keep at it the simple. core, keep yeah. it simple. All the other stuff that all the spreadsheet folks that come in with their fancy stuff, I sit on a board, I deal with all that stuff. Yeah. It's like, if you're just looking at numbers and you're just looking at top line sales and that, and you're not actually looking at the actual soul of your company and Which, what it's about, yeah. you're not going to last. Yeah. You're going to not going to last. And, and when you you're going to live and die by the numbers. No, and you come in with the attitude of like, oh, I'm going to start this brand. We're going to blow it up in three to three to five years and flip it. Yeah. It's like, really? Yeah. Really, dude? Yeah. I mean, you're, a, you're an imposter. I, yeah. I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Authenticity yeah. and passion and... Come in and let's and go just till, the wheels, fun, till the wheels you know? come off. Yeah. Let's have fun. Well, it's... it's uh, it's looks like you had a lot of fun. Lar <laughs> and I, Late Night and Lar, Late Night and myself... You said Late Night and Lar. Lar. Late Night and <laughs> myself have... As you can see, we have a blast doing this. Yeah, no, it's but awesome. But it's only a blast because of the people that we bring on. Yeah, you know, this like, shows nothing without our guests. If, dude, you guys, nobody wants you to guys listen to us freaking knuckleheads. I'm freaking hilarious. <laughs> I know that. You guys are. Per- I the carry perfect, the show, but <laughs> you guys are the perfect yin and yang. I, I could blast the lip out of. Yeah, anybody, you can yeah. do that, but. I'm I funny, take you out and I'm interesting. I could take you out on the ping pong table. <laughs> no, I love bro, it. Bro, I love it. Come on, but um, it's it's awesome to share. I mean, bro, you've you've led an amazing life. Thirty in years a, in a, you know, you walk the right path. Yeah. And you 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 don't. You're honest. You're loyal, and you've been rewarded. You know, and and you reward. The people that you work with, right? The people that and the brands you represent, and, and the everything. brands you represent, and and honestly, like that's what our show is is fun, but we also want it to be a learning for people and an inspiration for people. And Team BK is like, yeah, 
that's the story. You know what I mean? That's awesome. That's you're, awesome. You're, you're, a, hey, you're inspiration. Humbled, you're inspiration to us yeah. and a lot of reps in our industry. So. Yeah. And you're my neighbor, so I gotta say, yeah. <laughs> Just I'm not worthy for sure, yeah, man. Thanks, you guys dude. are awesome, dude. Thank you. Thank so you, much. Team BK. Yeah. Yes. Bill Keller. Look, yeah. Look up things reps say. See things buyers say. <laughs> Harlem uh, Shake. One small step. Uh, Shout out to Mark Nisbet and Dave Huang when we made New New Horizon. Yeah. Yeah, we had all Nisbet. The, we had the whole Warner crew in my backyard for gosh, man. A while putting that one together. That was right. a lot of fun. Well, uh, for everybody who wants to support you, go to rangeessentials.com. Yeah, Range you know? and, we'll, and we'll do a follow-up yeah. because, I mean, it does wonders. That's yeah. yeah, awesome. Team BK. Thank, thank you to all, right. all our sponsors. Late Night Chalky. Woo! Woo! WaveKey was created by Brad Gerlach to help improve your surfing. WaveKey is a land-based systematic surf training method. For all surfers, for all levels. Check out WaveKey.com. That's W-A-V-E-K-I.com. Pada Sushi, a new sushi place here at the Albertsons in Newland Center. Your go-to spot for grab-and-go sushi, handmade, fresh daily. You can get all your favorites or get something custom. And make sure to stop by on Fridays for the $5 special. Pada Sushi. At Albertsons in the Newland Center off of Beach and Adams. Wax. The wax that's found under all of the best surfers on the planet. You mean late night? Always under my feet. And Chalky? How do you think I pull those big airs? And layback Lars. And those laybacks. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. we're not doing the 90s again, are we? I don't do those anymore. Fuwax, the best wax in the game. Fuwax. Caliente Southwest Grill. Healthy Mexican food featuring local organic ingredients. They also have great salads, vegetarian and gluten-free options. Wow. Yep. Don't they also cater and make party packs? They do. They have all your needs for all your events. Nice. Visit calientesouthwest.com. Or go to the restaurant in Costa Mesa off of 17th Street. Caliente Southwest. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music. 